And now, introducing the man who's still sorting through the items left at his household after Saturday's pig roast as, while he's had no trouble parting with other things in years past, he's been experiencing quite the moral conundrum when it comes to the full-body BDSM outfit someone, quote, forgot, unquote, on his pillow. Unbeknownst to him, he is central to a police investigation for a cult that's forming in the greater Baltimore area where participants seem to only care about the teachings of a certain spiritual healer, though he insists his new outfits and seances are inspired, quote, by the greatest film of the 21st century, The Love Guru, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. And he's Kyle Ottenheimer. You might have forgotten about him. but Good times yesterday good morning. To see him. Can you hand me back my binder that no. I had to put over there yesterday? I appreciate it. I had a good time. Uh, good young, old time. Yeah, uh, Young Jack is uh, here as well, but um, he's off camera for the moment. We got a lot to do on the program today. It's brought to you by Window Nation. Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Right now, get 50% off all styles of windows, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. Coming up on the program today, we're going to check in with uh, some fellow you may have heard of named Grayson Rodriguez. He's apparently the top pitching prospect in all of baseball. I was disappointed it wasn't me. Right. Well, they tell me that's good. They tell me you want that. You want to be the the top one. That's, yeah. That's what I'm doing. Well, it would be good for us if I was. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I would be versatile. Let's put it that yeah, way. Okay. I, I agree yeah. with that. Um, we'll, uh, we'll talk to Grayson as we make our weekly trip to Bowie to chat with a member of the Bay Sox later on in the program. Coming up in just a few minutes, Jonathan Mayo is going to join us. It's our weekly MLB draft segment. He's got a new mock draft out. I think you're going to like it better than some of you seem to like Jim Callis' most recent mock draft. Is He's got the Orioles taking quite the value pick at number five and Jordan Lawler. Now that, at you know, there's, there's risk, right, that Jordan Lawler says once I get past a certain number of picks, uh, I'm you're either paying me like number one type of money or I ain't signing. There's also no guarantee the Orioles aren't prepared to pay – more I, than the five slot, right? Like, it's, I, I get that I history suggests maybe right. that wouldn't be the I case, but who knows? If they like the player, they like the player. I, I don't know. We will find out. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll talk to Jonathan Mayo about uh, that and the high school shortstop from Dallas coming up a little bit later on. And also this morning, uh, this should be fun. I want to check in with Justin Hare. Now you say, huh, didn't he defeat the tortoise? No, he was defeated by the tortoise in that race one time. It's a different just. it's different Hare. Justin Hare is the baseball coach at Campbell University. You say, well, that's weird, Glenn. I don't remember you guys covering a lot of Camels athletics over By the, the way, years. Best mascot. Like, I love it. I love the Campbell Camels. As a kid, there was a Camels hat at the okay, old hat store. I think I had it. You sure it wasn't selling cigarettes? Huh? That was that's, different. Yeah, it's a different hat. Yeah, All right, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, they, they did a great job of marketing towards kids, man. I was all in on Joe Cool. Tell you what, man, I was going to be a cigarette smoker. That was going to be a thing. They were doing a damn fine job of getting kids on board and making them want to be cigarettes. As far plus, as we know, unrelated to the Campbell program. Plus all of the, oh yeah, unrelated <laughs> entirely. Plus all the prizes they were giving away. Like if you, you smoked enough cigarettes, you could mail them back in and you could win these cool, I'm like, damn it, I need to be a cigarette smoker. I was hellbent that was really the big case. Camel one crush man, you know. I never, I never, I'm I in camp. my life smoked one cigarette. Oh, they hurt. One. It just I tastes horrible. Hated it. <laughs> I was like, what the? Only what? when I was drunk, People when I take a pull, choose to like, do Ugh. this. My, uh, my, uh, I don't think he would care. My friend Brandon P- Pindell and I were swimming at like my parents' friend's house one day. Like my my hmm. my mom was like, hey, 
and I don't remember the, their names. They're like, so-and-so invited us over to go swimming. We were probably about 15 years okay. old. And Which, if I remember correctly, that's younger than you're supposed to be smoking yeah, cigarettes. Yeah, well, I mean, not that much. Well, so he pulls me aside. He's like, uh, he's like, hey, dude. I got a cigarette. And I'm like, oh wow! I've been looking to try one of those. You know, like this is this is a big all my idols love those. Yeah, right. So we wander off towards the woods. By the way, they could definitely see us. There's no doubt in my mind. Looking back on this moment, they could 100% see us. We thought we were definitely slicker than we were. Yeah. We go over there. He pulls out the cigarette. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? Why? What is, what is this? Why? Death. Yeah. Like, why? Why would you ever give that to me? Yep. Like, you, what the hell is it? I want to do hood rat stuff with my friends. You know. Yeah, that's exactly right. I want to go do some hood rat stuff. So, um, so yeah, I never became a cigarette man. Good for despite you. Despite the fact Nor that camel I. folks really tried. They market them well. Really tried to get me there. And now the moral of the story is Don't that, smoke cigarettes. And that Cam- Campbell baseball coach yeah. Justin Hare is going to join us. He once upon a time coached one Cedric Mullins, who you may have noticed has become, I don't know, one of the best players in all of baseball. I so, enjoy that for so what it's we'll worth. We'll talk about that a little bit later on with Justin Hare. I voted five times yesterday. Good uh, good on you. He moved into the top nine, so that is the good news. He was already in the top nine. No, he was not. He was 10th. He, he was, was ninth, as far as I've known, for the past few he days. Was n- nope, he was 10th. I think you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong, Kyle. <laughs> Yesterday was the updated voting, and he moved know. into the top nine. I don't know if I believe You are incredibly wrong I'll about find this. proof of you're my mind. You're not going to find proof I of will. anything. I he will. was 10th in last week's voting. I will find it. And moved oh, into last the week's. Yes, okay. Maybe. They don't update it by day. They yeah. only update on Mondays. Look, I know what I saw. No, you don't. <laughs> I'll find it. You don't know what you saw. I will find it. Yesterday, they announced updated voting, and he moved into to ninth it's a big deal because the top nine move into phase two now it still seems unlikely that he's going to be voted as a starter but at least it it keeps him around to have the opportunity for that to be the case i'll find it later no you won't (laughs) stop it i'm telling you what the facts are just leave it alone the fact is he was 10th until yesterday at which point he moved into ninth. number one in our hearts that's fine, but that's not going to get him to uh, be a starter in the All-Star game, unfortunately. Well, if Mike Trout's hurt, to... he's out. Uh, that's true. Mike and out. And, and th- I guess Byron Buxton's back, or is he? Mm, broke his uh, hand yesterday. He broke his hand yesterday. A boxing fracture. That's no good. So it does suck. I mean, was, I feel bad for him. Like, he, was one of the, he was one of the top three, yeah. too, so well, there could been, be a few when spots. When he hits, he's great. Like, when he's yeah, playing, he's, he's great. He's a hell of a player, yeah, no doubt. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. It certainly does uh, uh, seem to make it more likely that there would be a spot for Cedric Mullins one way or another, which we like. would negate the column that I wrote yesterday if that proves to be the case, which, as I said, it wasn't impossible. It's just it wasn't this notion that people have that it's a guarantee that Cedric Mullins is going to be an all-star because he's having a great season is just not necessarily true. But certainly it would help him for that be the, there to be that many outfielders that are missing it would go a long way for people to say, you know, you could take guys playing really well. You could take a lot of guys. <laughs> You'd have to really, really reach deep to avoid Cedric Mullins being one of them at that point. But we'll talk to Justin Hare about Cedric Mullins a little bit later on. We probably won't spend a lot of time talking about the Orioles game last night. Hey, they didn't get no hit, you know? They didn't get no hit. You're right about that. It and rained a if bit. If you decided to wait five hours to find out about it, then you know that they didn't get no hit and that uh, Michael Franco hit a home run to break that up. After the second rain delay last night, bully, uh, obla di obla da. I have nothing it was raining else to out say there. about it. It sure as hell was raining out there. There's no doubt about it. There were some mistakes that were made, some miscutoffs. Sure. Jim Palmer was losing his mind, and honestly, I'm sorry. 
I was not watching. I was watching. I watched. I tuned back. I tuned in after the uh, the NC State uh, Vanderbilt game ended because that was awesome. By the way, did you reach back out to them this morning? I did. We'll see. Okay. Um, the NC State Vanderbilt game was so phenomenal. I mean, it was just so incredible. And Jack it Leiter, started. He's all right. Yeah, he threw 122 pitches, if I remember correctly. It's always kind of weird how like it's one level removed. I gotta be honest with you from I, being like overmanaged and uh-huh. people like micromanaging, and then like in the college levels, they're like, "Get at him, kid!" You know. So, like, so I had a lot of. I was glued. I could not take my eyes off Vanderbilt, NC State last night. If you don't, if you're not aware, uh, they met in the winners bracket at the College World Series. With like the prize from last night being that you literally got to be within one win of reaching the final, so you don't have to play again until Friday. And then second the place set of knives. Correct, yeah, which is a fine gift. Don't get me wrong, great gift, part a wonderful parting gift. Uh, third place, you're fine. Yeah. Correct. All, all, always be catching. Always yep. be uh, completing the completing series with a win. Okay, that's good. I like that. Um, so last night they they meet. In Omaha, and Jack Leiter's on the mound for Vanderbilt against NC State. NC State, who's kind of this Cinderella story, was... The Wolfpack. I don't know if you knew that. God, you have so much to offer. You missed me yesterday, I know. so much to offer to this program. I tuned in for a bit, and I didn't Uh, hear Jack say anything. Nope, he did not. (laughs) I left him room. He chose not to. It's okay. It's okay. He's here. He's uh, he's doing the social media thing. Please follow us on Instagram, at Glenn Clark Radio. Jack's trying to improve our social presence. Jack, I need more ideas by the end of the week from you. I need more creative ideas from you. Oh, you're leaving for vacation. I need it by tomorrow, then. Where are you going on vacation? You can tell me later. He's going to New York. He's turning turning 21. Is that where you do that? Oh, I don't know, but he's... You're just going to spend all the money in the world on drinks? That's what you want to do? There's also a chance we'll never see him again. There's also a chance of that being the case. He's going up to New York to turn 21. It's the auto auto shop. Oh, okay. Should I let him leave a voicemail? I don't. I don't care what you do. Um, Not my concern. I gotta go. Not my concern. Well, that's that's. I do care. All of a sudden, that becomes a problem. So, the Orioles game's in a rain delay. I flip over. I see this Vanderbilt NC State game. I say, Oh, Jack Leiter's pitching. Uh, There's an outside chance. He's still there at five. I want to take a look at this. Seems like it's getting slimmer. And what? Seems like it's getting a little slimmer. Why do you say that? I have no idea. I I have no clue. It's not even about that. The problem's not about whether or not he was pitching well. The problem's about the fact that he's not tall. The problem's about the fact that... Neither are you. Thank you. You're right, and I'm probably not going to go in the top five of this year's MLB well, draft. You I think throw I'm a little harder. comfortable in about that 16, 17 range, but I don't think I'm going to be you a hear top that? five He's guy. He's willing to sign underslot at ten. Yeah. I, well, mm, see how underslot we're talking about before I commit to something. Along hoagie, those lines. just a hoagie. The, nobody, nobody seems to have a true feel for how this draft is going to go, which is kind of exciting. Now we are still a month out, and some of that could fall into place between now and then. Um, but I do kind of dig the fact that there is still so much unknown related to this draft. So I'm going to take a look at Jack Leiter. I want to watch him pitch. And I'm mesmerized. Dude doesn't give up a hit for like the first five innings. And then the first hit he gives up is a solo home run, which proves to be the only run that scored in the entire game. This was a th- like th- this was a reminder that while, yes, we like offense and we want there to be offense and the whole deal, one nothing game is gonna be pretty friggin' great, man. Yeah. And one nothing last night between NC State and Vanderbilt was so bloody good and compelling. And they kept sending Jack Leiter back out there, and he got his pitch count up over 120. And like, 
I, I get it. You're trying to win a national championship, and so you're willing to do certain things, man. But if I'm – they kept cutting to his dad, of course, the former Yankees pitcher, Al Leiter. They kept cutting to Al Leiter in the stands, and if I'm Al – I guess they've got money, so they're maybe not all that concerned about it. But if I'm Al Leiter, I'm like, hey, hey, maybe not. M- maybe you let somebody else pitch this inning. I don't know. I still Guy, think ultimately they probably side in the competitive way. And like, you maybe. Know, like, go get him, kid. Maybe. But at some point, I don't know, dude. I I don't know. You're not messing with my. You're you're not. That's all well and good. And winning a college World Series would be cool. I get it. Like I'm not arguing with the notion that you're with someone's future. And dude, I understand. Nope, not gonna happen, man. Not gonna happen. If you can't if you can't get what you need out of 110 pitches, out of 100 pitches from 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 me, we got bigger problems, man. That's not on us. That's on you for not being able to get and that job done. had some success. Yeah, they've, pitchers. they've they've been all right. I'm not debating any of that. Uh, except David Price stinks now. He's got he's coming out of the bullpen. I didn't Eric, I didn't Eric Rolls, uh, he's I didn't get to the finish line of Padres Dodgers last night, but I was greatly enjoying Watched where a bit it was. Of it. Manny hit a little dinger. Yes, he did a three run bomb early on in the game. They got a spinning chain. They brought in a dude to pitch after they took Darvish out. They brought in a dude in the seventh inning that is one of the most unnatural humans I've ever seen in my life. I, I wish I could I'd tell you this guy's name. How would you name. describe unnatural in this like, context? He's, he's just like makes all these weird motions. So he's like, like uh, he's the guy from Rookie of the Year. It's hot ice. Kind of. He's kind of Gary Busey. Like no, kind of. Gary Busey. Busey was the Rocket. Oh, hot ice oh you're talking about Dan, uh, Daniel Stern. Manager. Is that his name? Yeah, Stern. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Who is in, uh, who's in, um, he's the dad in that, uh, the A.D. Bryant show that you like. Um, you know the one the the body body positive show the, the shrill shrill he's the father he's her father in in shrill I didn't put that together yeah that's him um, he was also in Home Alone he was uh, he's uh, Daniel Stern's a legend I mean he's well uh, we all know his best icon. role was rookie of the year. I don't know if I would go that with number one but yeah, it was a good one it was a good it was in uh, City Slickers wasn't he wasn't he in City Look, Slickers we all know his best role was rookie of the year no we don't we don't know that that's not a thing anyway the moral of the story being this guy's just herky jerky he's all over the place and is is. He's throwing the ball in weird ways, and it could go anywhere. He like plunks the first dude, um, falls toes, behind. You know? Dude, it was it was wild watching this guy pitch. Like it was just crazy to watch this dude pitch last night. But Padres won six two, and I enjoyed that a great deal because I'm a Padres fan. I also enjoyed the Vanderbilt NC State game last night, and I'm glad the Orioles didn't get no hit. But that's literally all that I have to say about it. I have nothing else to say about it. I will take one minute now to reflect on the other big news story of the day, and I don't think it requires any more than one minute Happy to reflect on it. I, I, and I, I mean this, and I, the problem is when you say something like this, and what I'm about to say, there's connotation that comes with it. And I'm going to walk through what I'm actually saying. Carl Nassib says he's gay. I don't care. Now, what I'm really not saying is leave it alone or don't tell... What I'm saying is I'm indifferent. And that's not... A, I'm not celebrating it because I don't need to celebrate it, I right? Like, I, was, I was happy for him as, a, as I, in a human sense, right? Like, God, God bless... People you, being able to feel comfortable I'm, I'm in their own skin, right? I'm always for like, people wanting to be it. able to tell their yeah. truth. I'm, I'm always right. for that, right? But I... it. I'm... The only thought that I had after this news came out, was I, I think we should recognize how important it was what Michael Sam did a few years ago sure. and maybe cost him a career in the process, right? Let's, let's be fair about that. The notion, we don't know that he— The people that are trying to dismiss the idea that Mike, uh, well, Michael Sam played, just wasn't right, good yeah. enough. Like, you have no that, idea. Right, sure. You have no idea. 
You have no clue. It's the same people that try to pretend like Colin Kaepernick wasn't good enough. Nonsense. You don't have a clue. The more likely scenario is that it played a significant role in why Michael Sam never had a career. But what it allowed was for us to get all of the nonsense out of the way. In a way, he was a martyr. All of this obsessiveness over it, we got out of the way. We obsessed over Michael Sam announcing he was gay. We couldn't leave it alone. All of us. We dedicated hours of programming to it. It was all we talked about. It was such a big deal. And what it allowed for was for the next guy to just sort of do it. There's no big production. Just said, "Eh, I'm ready to tell people I'm gay. And it's not a story, frankly. I mean, it's it's not. It's not. It pales in comparison. There is no that Michael Sam stopped media for a week, for a month. Tonight they're going to play a basketball game, and nobody's going to care about the Carl Nassib story. And it's not. It's not. Nobody's going to care is the wrong thing to say. Is it Nassib or Nassib? It's maybe it's Nassib. I don't know. Sorry, I didn't. I I did not. I don't. I was watch under it. the impression it was Nassib, but I've been it, wrong it, before. No, it might be Nassib. I'm not. I have no idea. This is me saying I've been wrong before. Right. Well, you definitely have. That is true. Um, it, it's it's over. There's not going to be a week's worth of programming about it. There's not going to be any of that. And it's a shame that Michael Sam had to go through that and an obsessive culture in order to pave the way for the next guys to not have to go through that. And I don't doubt that it'll be a story whenever the Raiders get back together locally. Sure. I don't doubt that it'll be a story and that his teammates will be asked about it and that'll it'll be, be a annoying. Footnote every time right? they play primetime, you know. Yeah, so I don't that, d- doubt that'll come. But, but what, because Michael Sam went through, we got that out of our system. We got out the, oh my God, how crazy is this? Which it never should have been, of course. And so now... You can just go it's play football. Hopefully. Just a thing. Yeah. yeah. You can just go be a football player. And and it's over. And within 24 hours, and of course there will always be those on the fringe. The people on the fringe exist. Well, they're you showing their ass. Yeah, you can't get rid of those people. But but this is, it, it really did bring a smile to my face that this just wasn't that big of a deal. It, it wasn't. I get it. It was a story. It's not like Twitter wasn't talking about it, of course. Mm-hmm. But it was minuscule. I mean, look, they were talking as much about him and how he was gay as they were circulating the clip of him teaching financial literacy Man, to like, his it, Cleveland it Brown was, teammates. You it know? was a minuscule story in comparison to when when we dealt with this with Michael Sam. And I, it, it, it kind of made me happy, I guess, that that was the case. But, you know, sad that Michael Sam had to go through that. So, um, you know. Bully for him, man. Bully. That's awesome. God bless. But that's it. That's the end of it. I've got. I have literally nothing else to say about it. Cool. Now, then we move on with our lives, and and you worry about going and playing football. That's what you got. Coming up this Sunday, Tucker Fest at Jerry's Toyota. It's going to be an amazing day. Can't wait to see you there. The greatest kicker of all time will be there, and you can meet him. Meet and greet tickets are available right now at grade8smemorabilia.com. The event itself is free. Food trucks, live music, Joey Harkin, Dave Teef, cornhole tournament, the dunk tank. I know my buddy Jeremy Kahn's getting in there. I think I might be getting in there as well. i got to confirm that. 
And we're raising money for the Brigance Brigade, which is an amazing charity fighting ALS uh, with the legend O.J. Brigance, the former Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl champ. Um, so it's going to be an amazing, amazing day. Tucker Fest at Jerry's Toyota this Sunday. Want to see you there. And if you want to get your meet and greet passes to hang out with the greatest kicker of all time, go right now to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. Every week we talk MLB Draft here on Glenn Clark Radio. It's good to have our next guest back on the program, MLBPipeline.com, MLB.com, MLB Network, the whole deal. Jonathan Mayo is back with us here on GCR. Jonathan, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Always a pleasure to be with you guys. It's great, going? It's great to chat with you. By the way, I'm, I'm assuming, did you spend some time with uh, NC State Vanderbilt last night? Of course. Dude, I, I, I'm trying to put into words because, uh, you know, the Orioles are terrible, and so I, the excuses to, to watch something else are great for me. I, 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 whatever we say about offense being good for the game, I was captivated. I could not look away from that game last night. That was as much joy as I've had watching baseball in some time. Well, that's, you know, you're a real baseball fan. Right? The people who say that you need to have 12 runs or whatever for it to be exciting uh, are not are not the true baseball fans. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was just every pitch had like drama to it, right? Like every yep. you and I don't care about any of these teams, you know? Like they infect me in no way, but every moment of that game had drama to it. I ah, it was so great. I got to get to Omaha at some point in my life. That's got to oh, happen. It is it is great. I, I haven't been in a very very long time, but I loved covering the college world series oh oh so cool it was so cool and the crowd was into it It was just great to see all right um jonathan mayo your new mock draft made orioles fans really happy uh no our buddy uh, jim callis who we love uh his mock draft made orioles fans very mad um yours made (laughs) orioles fans very happy they wanted to play out that way um tell me a little bit about jordan lawler and and really why might he be there with the fifth pick because when you look at him you look at a guy that you would say, boy, he might be like the second best prospect in this draft. Yeah, and keep in mind that my last mock it was as much to give a different look uh, as anything else. Now, that's not to say that that might not happen. I think you know the previous week Jim had Lawler dropping down to seven or eight. You know, so it's there's so much uncertainty at the top that it's it's hard to know exactly. Uh, what direction the teams are gonna going to go in? Um, so even if you feel convinced that the Pirates are going to take Marcelo, uh, are going to take Marcelo Meyer uh, at one, and I'm not. Um, you know, uh, there's been enough talk about the teams that have been watching Khalil Watson that I'm like, well, you know, okay, some of it's familiarity bias, and if Khalil Watson goes two, you know, then you know, or three, and Lighter goes two. Then there's, you know, what happened could, you know, could conceivably happen. But Lawler could go anywhere one to four still. I don't get the sense he's going one, but um, it's just this weird thing. You know, he's not been playing for a really long time, and Watson was playing until recently and playing well. And, you know, when push comes to shove in the draft room, maybe that won't matter, but there is, I think, some sort of recency bias that comes into play as of right now. Is there a point at which signability becomes a conversation with Lawler? He is obviously talking over and over again about Vanderbilt, and I get it. Like You, you want to do that in order to you know keep your bargaining chip up. I understand that entirely. Is there any point 
especially for a team like the Orioles that we we talk so much about the underslot possibility. Is there a point in the draft where signability becomes a factor with Lawler? I mean, I, yes. I don't know where that point is. Um, you know, I think I think you're right in that you use that as a bargaining chip, and I think it is a legitimate bargaining chip for him that if he falls – uh, then that comes more and more into play, and maybe maybe it ends up being a team with multiple picks. I don't think it's going to come to that. You know, keep in mind that slot for the Orioles at five is just a touch over six million dollars. I, I don't think he walks away from that. Um, and what ends up being interesting? Ask why a player like Jordan Waller starts using that more and more. If there isn't an obvious team taking him at say two or three, um, you know, if say he knew for certain that the Rangers or Tigers would take him, but he's still having conversations, serious conversations with the pirates. He can say, listen, I'm not going to give you much of a discount, you know, at one, because I know that the Rangers or Tigers will take mm-hmm. me and I can sign for slot there. So he's talking to the pirates and that slots 8.4 million. He said, listen, I'm going to get, 7.7 million from the Rangers, you know, but if that's not happening, then you start, you know, trying to, to use Vanderbilt as, as a bargaining chip as much as possible. But um, without knowing signability for him at all, like, I don't know if you, you, you know, you turn away north of $6 million to, to sign, but he won't sign for his below slot at five. Um, you know, he gave up a home run last night, so clearly he's terrible. Uh, what are the odds that Jack Leiter is there at number five? Is there any reason for Orioles fans to cross their fingers and hope, or should we kind of get used to the idea that maybe that's just a pipe dream? Well, you know, if we can't hope and dream, yeah, what, right? we? what do we have? We <laughs> what do we right. have? I mean, yeah. this is getting very existential, but um, <laughs> uh, but can you explain you know, the meaning of life, Jonathan Mayo, <laughs> while you're here? We're I don't know if you noticed. Sure. It's it's been a tough it's been a tough summer for us in Baltimore. <laughs> we're, asking, listen, we're asking after big the questions. last fifteen mi- months, uh, yeah, know, right. Quarantining and pandemic. <laughs> I don't know what the answer to that question is anymore. So, um, <laughs> well, maybe just Jack Leiter uh, then. <laughs> so, could it happen? Yeah, I think could happen. I find it hard to believe that none of the top four teams will take him. I know he's not, you know, the prototypical what they look like guy. But, um, you know, I think what he did yesterday, and you're not going to decide based on one start, but, you know, what the last pitch he threw was 96 up in the zone. He blew a guy away. You know, um, uh, I think that when all the teams picking in the top four or five, when push comes to shove, like that guy is going to be a big leaguer. Um, And you know he's going to be a big leaguer now. There are injuries that can happen. So, um, you know, but I just think that one of those top four teams will, will, you know, will end up taking, you know, I know the Tigers have interest in all sorts of players, but uh, like the Orioles, you know, they've been struggling to win games. And I think there, there's some pressure there um, to get better more quickly. They, you know, add, adding a, a Jack Leiter to Casey Mize and Tarek Skubal and Matt Manning, you know, might be, might be enticing. You know, the Rangers always are willing to go for like the tools, the upside guy might be like, you know what? A college arm is going to, you know, Jack Leiter might be in the rotation in a year. So like, I think any of those teams could, 
could conceivably take him. Jonathan Mayo is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. It's our weekly MLB draft segment. Jonathan, if, if I could, um, the, the various scenarios, if I could just sort of broaden them out, right? The, the scenario, if we rank these three things in order of, of likelihood for the Orioles, one, they take a player that just sort of falls to them at five, you know, a, a lawler or, you know, in a crazy world, a lighter. Another being they just take the top college bat because they've been going college bat the last couple of years, their high picks, and and, and that just seems to be the way that they want to go about doing this. And three being the they, – they go under slot, right? Like the scenario that, that, um, that Jim played out in his mock draft, they take Sal Freilich from uh, Boston College – if those three things, guy that's sitting there that just sort of falls to them, just the top college bat because that's what they do, or under slot, how would you rank those three things in terms of likely, likelihood for the Baltimore Orioles generically? Well, I mean, I think the, the issue is is that there's only one college bat that fits somewhere in that neck of the woods, and that's Henry Davis from Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um he is the only one who would be the best college bat who belongs that neck, in that neck of the woods. Anyone else, whether it's Sal Frelick or Matt McClain or Colton Cowser, those are the three, um, would be to sign a deal and save money. Um, you know, I, I think it's about even money in any of the scenarios. You know, Davis could go ahead. Uh, you know, there are teams that have interest in him. Uh, Davis could be there. You know, my last mock, I had him, you know, going six um, with the Orioles, you know, getting Lawler. Uh, you know, I don't think that they've made up their mind yet. Um, and one of the things that's interesting about this year uh, is that because there's not huge separation uh, in terms of the, the players, there's a, a set of eight, you know, who belong around in the top eight or not, you know, eight or nine. That if you're not sure, then, you know, an argument can be made, well, we really like college bat B, so why not take him, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, I know things have not gone well for Heston Kirstad for it's reasons right, that no one could have. Yeah. Yeah, for no one could, no one could have predicted that would happen. But that guy was like, he got off to a really hot start and, you know, had there been a normal year last year, it may not have been a reach. Um, you know, so it wasn't that big of a reach. And I think those college bats are also in that kind of 10 to 15 range, right? So this is not a huge, uh, a huge, this wouldn't be a huge, huge reach for them. And if they don't have consensus or, you know, the, the money's not there, um, then, you know, I could see them going in that direction and then maybe being aggressive, uh, you know, with uh, with their picks later on, uh, which, you know, a lot of teams are going to be, you know, you run the risk of trying to be too cute about it. Um, and the Orioles don't pick again, what, till 41? Uh, you know, so there may be like, well, hopefully some really exciting high school arm will be around in the second round, and maybe they're not, and then that, yeah. that strategy backfires. So you know, arguments can be made in any direction for those three scenarios. Setting aside the Orioles, you know, preference, it appears, for college bats, at number five overall, if they were to go to the underslot route, I, mean, I think we had talked to Jim Callis, he mentioned the possibility that a guy like Harry Ford, the high school catcher, could be somebody that they could target in an underslot capacity. Are there, are there guys, maybe Ford or others, who, even though they maybe aren't college guys, could still be considerations for underslot at five? 
Yeah, I mean, look, you could look at anybody in the back half of the first round and decide to try to cut a deal with them. You know, Harry Ford's interesting because he's so athletic that you could not have him catch. Uh, or because you have Adley Rutschman, you can take as much time as you need to let him catch. Um, you know, I think there are guys, you know, <clears throat> a guy like Brady House, um, who early on there was a lot of buzz that the, the Orioles really liked him. Uh, and now I'm not hearing his name uh, as much in the top five. Maybe you, you save a little money on Brady House. Again, I have no idea the signability of these, these guys. He is considered a top 10 talent, so that wouldn't be as big of, of a savings. But there are all sorts of guys that you could, you know, look at any mock at the back half of the first round. If, if there's a, a, a high school bat that they really like or, you know, a, a college arm, you know, they could certainly do that, right? They could. I'm, I'm randomly picking names, right? Michael McGreevy from Santa Barbara. Generally liked. Most people think he's going to be a big league starter. Not a sexy top five pick. Sure. But you could save a boatload of money and take him at the top. You know, and that's like I'm literally just randomly picking a name that, that you know, I don't want Orioles fans to be like, oh, the Orioles are on Michael McGreevy. That is not true. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's just, you know, there are lots and lots of possibilities. If you're going to open that box, you know, the possibilities are, are endless. You know, Ford is one of those guys just because there's a lot of athleticism and there's upside, um, you know, uh, and a lot of his tools play, uh, you know, that's why I think his name has kind of come up as a, as a possibility, you know, like there's a Benny Montgomery, is a high school kid in Eastern Pennsylvania has a ton of tools, but there's some concern about swing and miss. Um, you know, there are teams that would want to do that. I don't think the Orioles would want to do that. You know, I think because in their where they are in their rebuilding, you don't want to miss on a player. Um, but boy, you, know, you take a player like that and save money, you know, and, and get another player after that, and he and he hits then you've hit the, the draft jackpot, but that's a huge risk-reward play. I'm still struggling, Jonathan. And, and like Lawler appears to be such a talent that it would probably not. I'm still struggling. I think we talked about this the last time with the idea of you being like, – you, you did this the first couple times you know, with college bats, and now in year three of this, that's when you're going to a high school player? Like That timeline just doesn't seem to make sense to me. Um, well, here's – I mean, I, I think the counter-argument is, well, you know, we are starting to get better. And, you know, in terms of talent moving up and we're starting to get a pool of talent at the upper levels, the only way to sustain a farm system is to continue to build the right. depth. And some of the right. trades they made did that. Right. So why not take a high school guy? Because we don't need a guy necessarily to, you know, we don't need a shortstop to get there in two years because in two years, Gunnar Henderson might be there or Jordan Westberg or, you know, what, you know, mm-hmm. one of the guys you know, from Pierce. So I, I think that's the, the argument to make. And I think the larger, the largest argument to make is the one that I usually would make is that when you pick that high, you should, you should take the best player available, right, right. regardless get, of how far off or what position get the guy. And again, that, and that's why I feel a little bit differently about Lawler than I do about the other guy. You get in Jordan Lawler, like, okay, I, I get it. You're just getting the player. You're doing this to go under slot for a high school guy. That's tougher for me to, you know, that that's when that becomes more problematic for me at that point. 
Uh, Jonathan Mayo, the most important question we're going to ask you today. Uh, we are ready to throw the parade, so Wander Franco debuts tonight. How long do we have to wait before we print up the We're Number One shirts because Adley Rutschman replaces him as you guys' top prospects? Well, you know, it's 130 at-bats or 45 active service days. So I, I don't expect Wander Franco to get sent down. Um, you know, so, although, listen, I didn't think Jared Kelnick would get sent down. So Fair. you never know. Um, but assuming that he stays, then, you know, uh, I was told there would be no math this morning. Right. But, but it seems know, like, I, a, like like early August is what you're talking about. We, we, we were having a debate internally whether or not it would happen before, before or after we re-ranked the list. And we've not set the date for the re-rank. So, but it's going to be right around in, you know, like around in August at some point. How long until we as Orioles fans just wish he were not on the Rays and that we didn't have to worry about facing him as many times as we're going to? <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be an really issue. really good. Yeah, we get, to, we get to enjoy Vlad Guerrero again this weekend. So, you know, it's going to be a fun time going through a rebuild in this division, man. Going to be a really fun time. You John get to see a lot of good – Opposing talent. Yeah, There's we sure do, don't we, Jonathan? We've seen a lot of it. You're 100% <laughs> The right good news is that. they'll stay in the division when they get paid by the Yankees. Oh, stop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop it. Uh, Jonathan, what can we plug for you, sir, uh, that you guys have coming up? Uh, just the usual. Jim's got another mock coming up uh, Thursday, I guess, you know, Wednesday night into Thursday. And, you know, we're plugging away more draft coverage, all this extra time. We don't, we don't know what to do with it. So just uh, – Go check out MLB Pipeline, and, you know, I'm at Jonathan Mayo on Twitter, and we put out all our stuff there. And, and you're sure you can't answer a question about the meaning of life before we let you go? Are you sure you don't well, have Well, we'd have to take a break and come back. <laughs> but, uh, we'll save that for the next visit. Always appreciate you taking the time for us, sir. Thank you so much for doing this this morning. Thanks for having me. Jonathan Mayo, MLB Pipeline. Appreciate him checking in. And, yeah, he's got Jordan Lawler falling to the Orioles at number five, and I, I can't fathom anybody saying anything other than, yeah. That sounds pretty good to us. Assuming he's signable. Assuming he's signable. And yeah, it looks, look, admittedly, I'm not going to pretend like I have done super amounts of scouting on Jordan Lawler, a high school kid from Texas. We're it's hoping just to chat with him this week. Yeah, we've been in touch, and so hopefully that comes together. Um, it, it's, just, it's just the nature of he, the way that he has been discussed is 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 that guy he's that he's that dude if you will i would like he's, that yeah i'd take that guy but to be fair like but, there's a lot of guys in the top five that are mocked there well, and somebody would say very if, high if he's really that guy why would he be there at five well, he mentioned the recency say, bias right? idea that yep. if you know khalil, well, khalil watson has been playing and they like what they've seen and they know what they've seen recently then it's easier to maybe take him over lawler but who knows right mm-hmm. like all the guys that are mocked one through five currently in this mock draft, like I guess Jackson Job notwithstanding, um, I would be okay with the Orioles taking. I mean, like if, Kumar Rocker, I'd be I, okay with the if, Orioles taking. You know, if like, Jackson Job is is really this guy that like suddenly has gone from not being in the conversation to being the guy that both Callis and Mayo had going ahead of Jack Leiter. Which could be simply they know the reporting is suggesting that the Tigers are so serious about him maybe, and their interest that like maybe you haven't seen him mocked anywhere other than the Tigers, right? Uh, I mean, I'm not looking at different. Mo- I, there's, it's not I'm, like there are so many mock drafts that I'm. It seems I'm, as though he's either three or not, and, and I'm, I'm yeah, could I'm be not, wrong, I, but I like, have no idea if that's true know, or not. Who I, knows? I think you're just saying that. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know, but man, it is, it is wild to me. Um, that, and apparently the scouts are in love with Jackson Job right now, and I, I don't know. I know so. He's a good magician. 
okay. You got that. We got that going for us. She spelled nice. it the same, you know? Yeah, it's a, there's an E yeah, on well, the Well, it's also end. J-O-B-E instead of G-O-B. Right, correct. That's true, too. That is true, too. All right. Um, by the way, I saw... I want to I talk briefly about a tweet that our buddy Adam Pohl sent last night. And he and I had a conversation about it. When we come back in, I want to I chat about it and whether or not it matters. Today's show is brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. Give them a call, 410-401-9797, or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. We're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, this is Chris Rowland from Great Ace Memorabilia. And June 27th from 12 to 4, we want to invite you out to the first ever Tucker Fest for the Brigands Brigade Foundation. Come meet Justin Tucker. Listen to a free live concert from Joey Harkham and Dave Teeth. Jeremy Kahn will be in the Express Exterior Design Dunk Booth. We'll have food trucks from Jimmy's Famous Seafood, vendors, and a huge cornhole tournament. This is a free family fun event on Sunday, June 27th from 12 to 4 p.m. at Jerry's Toyota and Bella Road. For more information, go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's Great Eights with the number eight letter S. And remember, Great Eights Memorabilia, be great. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Dustin Poirier take on the former champion, Conor McGregor, and get the ringside feeling with our state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, 
carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. You are you are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at glennclarkradio.com. All right, back in here on GCR. Thanks again to uh, our friend Jonathan Mayo for checking in with us. Coming up in a little bit, we're going to chat with Justin Hare, baseball coach at Campbell. He was Cedric Mullins' coach when Cedric Mullins was in college. Looking forward to catching up with him here in a little bit. Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. So our buddy Adam Pohl, uh, who've heard with us over the years, play-by-play voice of the Bowie Bay Sox, one of the play-by-play voices of the Bowie Bay Sox, sent out a tweet last night. He said, and I didn't want to, I don't, I, I, I was sort of joking in my response to it, and I'm not sure that like it was understood that I was sort of joking in my response to it, but I was only sort of joking. Mm-hmm. Adley Rutschman. I'm going to read it uh, backwards. Just Adley Rutschman has had 53 at-bats this season in games where he was either playing first base or designated hitter. In those 53 at-bats, he's hitting 377. He's had 94 at bats as a catcher. He's hitting 245. Now, that's still a really small sample size. Also, probably, it, mo- I would imagine the beginning of the season, he probably caught more than he was DHing in first base. I can't say for sure, right? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. He struggled I, to not, start the year average wise. I'm, right, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. attempt to suggest that I have any clue whether that's true or not. I, I, I don't know. Um,. I I responded sort of jokingly, hey, we're not going to talk about this, right? We're just going to pretend like it doesn't exist and and make it go away. And Adam, you know, I maybe not fully understanding how much I was joking, responded and 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 I I, I love Adam, but I, he, he certainly wasn't telling me anything I don't know. Sure. Adam said back, uh, it, well, it's nothing wrong. It's just interesting. Catching takes a lot of bandwidth and energy. Not a surprise that he hits better when he's not catching. That's very natural. It's also a pretty small sample size. It, it, that's not the problem. Yes, here. 100%. I know all of those things are true. The, we're, we're not being reasonable. This is We're not going to have a reasonable conversation about Adley Rutschman in Baltimore. It's the reality. I'm reasonably we're, certain he's a good-looking chap. Uh, that's fair. That's true. We're not going to gauge Adley Rutschman by any sort of reasonable, hey, this is what should be or could be expected of a baseball player. If Adley Rutschman ends up either being a really good catcher or a really good hitter, but not both, we're going to be disappointed. 
It's not about whether or not it's fair. It's about the reality of a team that's rebuilding that this is their chance. We have put all of our chips down on this. This will work based on whether or not Adley Rutschman is Adley Rutschman. I I talk constantly about how unfair it is, the conversations we have when we discuss Matt Wieters, right? Like, it's so unfair when we call Matt Wieters a bust, when we, you know, say that Matt Wieters was a disappointment because Matt Wieters was a damn good baseball player for a good stretch and good baseball teams. Mm -hmm. It infuriates me to have these conversations, but I know why they exist Mm -hmm. because Matt Wieters was greeted with baseball Jesus, there's, there's there's been a lot of catchers who have ranked in the top five or ten of MLB prospect lists. Only Buster Posey, in yeah, my has really in my right. life has really has been a hitter and a catcher. Correct, panned out to be at that good at both. Mike Zanino was fifth as sure. a prospect once, sure, and and was a fine. Travis Dayarno was once upon a time very 100, highly ranked. One hundred percent, lots of them were. Adley Rutschman has to be Adley Rutschman for us to be okay. Is there a chance that the rebuild could still somehow work? But even Joe if, Bauer was pretty damn good, too. Yeah, he was really good. But, but not a power hitter, necessarily. Right, but correct. He was, always, right, he was a damn yeah, good baseball yeah. player. Nobody's debating that. Um, he has to be this guy. It, as I was, Is there a chance the rebuild could work if Adley Rutschman doesn't become this? Well, yeah. Could he still be immensely valuable as a 240 hitter? As as a as an otherworldly catcher and and still with power right like twenty five home unpaired, runs and all let, of let's that, say right? he's a two fifty six hitter sure if he's hitting two forty that's really tough that's really yeah, that tough Weavers. to be immensely that was valuable well sometimes he had one it was, year at two seventy and he was largely a two forty hitter I'm just that's I'm I'll pull that, up his stats and I'll I'll he, tell you what his career average was but that's about where he sat uh that's not that's not a hundred percent accurate no um but. He wasn't. He certainly wasn't a 280 hitter. There's no debate about that. Um, Career average of 249. Right, but that lingered on into years where he wasn't. He wasn't doing anything. He was not. I hear you. Read off his Orioles seasons. I mean, he started off with his rookie year where he had like 90 games at 288. We were yep. like, yeah, yep. 249, 262, 249, 235. Right. And he had that one year where it's only 26 games, so you can't really count that one. 267, 243, and then down to 220. You know. But he was... He had one season where he was a 240 hitter. He wasn't a 240 hitter. He wasn't. I, I'm, I'm not trying to beat you up about it. You're just wrong about that. Matt Wieters was not a 240 hitter in Baltimore. Matt Wieters, for his Baltimore career, was a 256 hitter. There's a, there is a difference there. You're hitting 240. It's almost untenable. 256 ain't great. Nobody's trying to pretend like it's great. There is a difference between those two things. If he's a 256 hitter in Baltimore, he can absolutely be valuable. Matt Wieters was quite valuable. Mm-hmm. But can a rebuild work if Adley Rutschman is a 256 hitter? And of course, this always, we're not stupid. The Orioles' rebuild is not going to be successful only because Adley Rutschman is Adley Rutschman. I get it. It's you, a it's a it's a necessary start, right? You you say but that even if like Joe Maurer was on some Twins teams that sucked, he was really damn good, right? That, you're you're saying the opposite thing. You're not saying you're saying like he even if Adley Rutschman pans, even if Adley Rutschman pans out, it doesn't guarantee the rebuild works. Yes. You just worded that the wrong way. 
that you're you're doing the opposite bit. And yes, nobody's saying that it can't. The question really is, can it work without Adley Rutschman being that guy? I, I'm of the belief and it can. I don't know if I, mean, it, I can. It requires Gunnar Henderson. It requires yeah, I, the other guys I, being as it, good as they have the potential requ- to be also. You're saying that the wrong way. It requires them being something more than that. It requires there being a market correction. Gunnar Henderson isn't thought of as being a special MLB player. But if he becomes one, could that market correct things? Yes. It requires them exceeding expectations. It requires other multiple other guys being far more than what they have been believed to be. Already which, have one at center field right now, right? Well, for now, right? Sure. Correct. It, it could be that. We think, we hope, you know, like that may that be the case. And of course, Mullins was never even ranked in the likes of no, Henderson but, or Westberg or well, anything I, like and, that, right? Like, of course, well, uh, he never reached not, the top 100. Um, I don't think he ever reached the top 100, and we'll see how those guys trend, right? Like, I know that in these conversations, I don't think he's drastically far. He was drastically far off at that point from where these guys are. I, I mean, I think we're we're overstating Henderson and Westberg right now in in the way that they're viewed because they're kind of fringy top 100 guys. Like, we're overstating what that means. Um, he, was, he was a thought-of player. He was a guy that was thought of, never to be this, of course, but he was thought of at a time. Then it went away, obviously. I'm sure he ever was a top-five Orioles prospect, was he? Uh, if he wasn't, then he was right in that conversation. I, I mean, he really was. The, I, the He was constantly a guy that we were talking about that was somebody that we were having on when we were doing prospect conversations. I mean, it's you, you really are. Um, it's it, And we're trying too hard on this. The point being, these guys would have to overperform. I, I don't know what this means. The, the most important part of it, as I said already and Adam said, is it is a small sample size. And you can take solace in seeing that, oh, he's hitting 370-something when he's not catching, right? Like, that indicates the bat is... Yes, the, the bat is 100% right. real. Nobody's debating about whether the bat's real. But if being a catcher has an adverse impact on his bat, then at some point the organization might have to be forced to make a decision about whether his greater value is as a catcher or as a bat. And that's painful. Like, that's a painful thought for what the impact of that. The idea is you're getting a twofer here. You're, you're essentially stealing two prospects. They just both happen to be the same guy. And if at some point it's going to be one or the other, ooh, that's going to be a troubling moment. And nobody wants to deal with that. And I don't know what the better choice is. And they are both small sample sizes. Yes, 100%. I'm not, this is not me saying this is who Adley Rutschman is. I want to make that abundantly clear. I am with Adam Pohl on this. This is an incredibly small sample size, and the joke that I was making is, let's just ignore it. Because we're not learning anything from it today. We'll talk about it again at the end of the year. If it lingers towards next year, we'll talk about it. These become relevant conversations the longer they go on. There is the potential for this to be an issue. And a problematic issue. Not because it makes Adley Rutschman a bad baseball player. My God, if you've got a first baseman that's hitting three, 377 is unreal. 
you got a first baseman that's hitting 350, you're looking at a Hall of Famer. It's a great thing to have. But it's not what you thought you had. And given the significance of Adley Rutschman to the entirety of this thing working, it potentially becomes a problem. We keep talking about how important it'll be to have this next group of pitchers moving up with Adley Rutschman, right? We keep saying the best part about having D.L. Hall, Grayson Rodriguez there is having them there together. They're learning this together. But if at some point we look and we see that Adley Rutschman is a great bat when he's not playing uh, behind the plate and a pedestrian at best bat when he is, do you say, well, maybe he shouldn't be the guy? And if that's the case, do you no longer have a catcher for the future? It, that's a tough, these are tough things. Again, I don't, I'm not trying to be overdramatic about it. We're not there today. It is an unbelievably small sample size. Played 36 games in college at first base, 166 at catcher. So, well, they weren't. I get it. It's I mean, college is different than baseball than pros. Correct. But all, you know, this is. They, they weren't trying to develop a plan for the future. It, in, it doesn't mean he wasn't still hitting State. the cover off the ball while he was catching, right? I understand that. I mean, I com- I completely get that. I'm not I'm not trying to be overdramatic about it. I'm not. It's just a thing that exists. There's a number that was put out there. It got a lot of reaction on Twitter last night. I I couldn't ignore that. And we'll see. We'll see if it ends up continuing to be a thing. Adam went on to say, this is just a picture in time after a somewhat small sample size. Rutschman has put up elite numbers in a very steady way, and his plate discipline and power will make him excel in today's game as an offensive player. His defense his defense is a major asset, to put it mildly. Sure. I kind of thought he was sure. older than 23. I thought he was 24. I'm glad Rutschman? to see he's only 23. I, that sounded rude. Uh, I thought he was 24. Yeah, I get it, because he was in college, so I could understand why you would think that. I, I totally get that. It makes me feel a little better, you know? Hour number one of today's show, just about in the books. It's also been brought to you by the BMW Championship. Give the gi- Oh, you know what? I got to change that because yesterday, Father's Day was Sunday. Correct. So sorry. If you missed it. Yeah. Yeah. You if forgot. you effed up and didn't get your dad a gift for Father's Day, shame on you. But he'd still like the gift of golf. I promise you that. And tickets to the 2021 BMW Championship in Baltimore are available now at BMWChampionship.com. The PGA Tour's top 70 golfers are coming to Baltimore to compete in the 2021 BMW Championship at Caves Valley Golf Club. Secure your tickets at BMWChampionship.com. Someone did point out to me. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was Chris. Chris said, Glenn, I know you're not a golf guy, but did you realize that you didn't even mention John Rahm on the show yesterday? I don't know if that's true or not. I, I mean, I, I might I would have, have if I had been Pat, here. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, what, what was Jack doing? That was his only what, job. What, what do you want me to say? Congrats, if, John Rahm. If, if yeah. you're a big golf guy, you're probably not tuning yeah. in. This Viva is Viva España. Thank you. Um, I, I have not. God bless him. I got a lot of uh, Arizona State friends in my life because from when I was out there, and so they're happy because he won. John Rahm does not feel like a Spanish name. Uh, I mean, that's that's like now the Rahm. I mean, John maybe, but Rahm is a Spanish name, absolutely, with the soft A, a hundred percent. That's absolutely a Spanish Never name, man. In my life. Because you spent so much time in Spain studying all the names. I'm just saying. What a weird bit you're doing right now. Um, it's the the soft A. It's like Nadal, right? Like that's how they pronounce those those. That's very it's a Hebrew origin. Ram. Yeah. The name Ram is primarily a gender neutral name of Hebrew origin that means high, lofty. I think that's no. They use that as a first name, man. 
in Hebrew, the, Ram is a very common first name it, among, among Jewish people. That's a different thing. <laughs> I'm just telling you. It's a saying. different thing. I'm just saying. Um, anyway, the moral of the story being, what, what do you want me to say? I, just agree with me and move no, on. No, bully for him. <laughs> I, you know, and the story of him being disqualified a couple weeks ago when he was going to win the tournament and tested positive and how he handled it is great. I mean, I, I do. I, I think for a lot of people, the fact that John Ron didn't piss and moan and bellyache and lesson you in know, perseverance like, and positivity. He just said, "Look, this sucks, but those are the rules. That's what happened, and I'm gonna push forward and I'm gonna do." Then you feel good for a guy like that. You feel good for a guy who doesn't complain and whine and just said it's the nobody cares work harder thing, right? Like you feel good for a guy like that that just said, "I'm just gonna go work harder." That turns around and goes and wins a, a U.S. Open. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. But that's the the length of the golf conversation that I have for you. I just don't think that's what you're tuned in to hear about today because it's not what I do. Man, it's never been my shtick. It's always been mine, you know? Sure, sure. That's that's definitely a thing. All right, we're into hour number two from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. We had to do this a little bit earlier on because of his schedule, but an opportunity to catch up with a man who knows Cedric Mullins quite well, his college coach, joining us right here on GCR. We've been talking a lot, obviously, about Cedric Mullins because, you know, he's only one of the best players in all of baseball, as we all knew was going to happen in 2021. We're joined now here on GCR by a man who knows Cedric pretty well. He is the uh, head coach uh, the baseball team down at Campbell University, where Cedric Mullins played a few years back. He is Coach Justin Hare, and he's with us now here on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you uh, reaching out and happy to jump on and, and talk about the amazing Cedric Mullins anytime. Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine what this means to you guys right now. L- let me just start. Can you take me back? First interaction, first impression, first anything you had with Cedric Mullins. Yeah, so Cedric was playing um, at Lewisburg Junior College, which is about, I don't know, an hour or so up the road from here. Um, We recruited him fairly hard the fall of his sophomore year. Um, Came on campus before Christmas break for a a visit. Um, Really enjoyed him. I was the assistant at the time, and and our, our other assistant, Rick McCarty, was recruiting Cedric, and, and he came on uh, campus for a visit. Awesome kid, quiet, confident, um, you know, from, from the Atlanta area. And, you know, we, we made him a good offer. And, and um, you know, he was just one of those kids like, hey, Coach, I, I appreciate it, but I, I'm still going to kind of keep my options open. I'm, I'm supposed to take a visit to another school back close to home. And, um, you know, and, and normally in, in college recruiting, you guys probably don't know this, but there's not a whole lot of wait and see. It's like, hey, like we just made you a pretty good offer, man. Like, hey, yeah, you're right, either right. in or you're out. Um, and and uh, and Cedric was just one of those guys that we felt like, hey, man, like let's let this dude kind of do his deal and kind of go through his process because we felt like he was a, a difference maker in, in our system and, and with his skill set. Um, and, and lo and behold, man, he, he gets to the spring, comes back from, from Christmas break and, um, just felt really good about our place and called us up and committed. And that was kind of our first impression of him, you know, as, as, as a young man that, that was, 
well-spoken but quiet and confident and and felt like he needed to be able to go through a process in the recruiting side of things to make sure that he was making the right decision and and uh, we're certain certainly glad that he did coach can you i think one of the, the things that's become kind of um, folklore about cedric mullins is kind of how off the radar he was at a young age and you know, was was barely a starter in high school and and wasn't drafted at all. And you know, in fifty rounds uh, coming out of high school, can, can you speak to how off the radar he truly was before that point where you guys started recruiting him? Yeah, I mean, I think he was just another. You know, just, he he wasn't a guy that the the coach from Lewisburg was calling us and saying, "Hey, guys, this guy is going to be a first rounder." It was. Hey man, like this is a good player. He's really good defensively. Got a chance to run and do some different things. Um, you know, as I got to know Cedric more and 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 um, his advisor Rob Cope a, a little bit more, who we're now very good friends, um, and he's Cedric's agent. As I got to know them more and got to know the whole background of of Cedric, and obviously in the, in the Atlanta area, there's lots of good junior colleges. There's lots of good schools in the Georgia area for him to make it to Lewisburg college, uh, a small private junior college North of Raleigh and in, in, uh, in North Carolina um, was a feat in and of itself that, that, that uh, to show how under the radar he was, because I mean, how many colleges and universities and junior colleges did he pass in that six and a half hour trip from Atlanta, Georgia to Lewisburg, North Carolina. So um, I think that speaks volumes. And then, you know, basically it was us and some other mid-majors that were in there um, from a recruiting standpoint out of junior college. I know he got some, um, I know he got some uh, interest from division one schools or I'm sorry, from some major, I'm sorry, from some pro scouts um, that sophomore year, but nothing that, that really pulled the trigger or wanted to pull the trigger on him. Uh, I think they wanted to see him be able to do um, what he was capable of doing at the Division One level, and so um, we were fortunate for for some of that under the radar stuff. And then, you know, he just had such a tremendous junior year for us that that uh, even going in the thirteenth round, I thought was was uh, later than he should have gone. So then, when did you know? Like, when did you know that this player was not only uh, capable of being a very good college baseball player, but had the potential to be? An incredible baseball player in professional level. At least make it. Maybe yeah. not this. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, I think, you know, I think that fall that he was here, um, in, in 2013, we had a center fielder named Ben McEwen who ended up being a draft and played in the athletics organization for a while that was maybe one of the best defensive center fielders that, that we had ever had here. Um, and and was a really, really special player, led the led the country in stolen bases that year. And, and when Cedric came in and, and went through the fall and just saw him defensively in center field, wipe away anything else, just defensively in center field, um, you knew it was special. Like he could have left Campbell and walked into Camden Yards and played center field for the Orioles in the summer of 2015, right, after, after he got drafted. Now, could he have hit at that level? No, he needed to, to be able to learn and grow, and you guys have been able to see that, but but defensively, he could have walked straight out of Jim Perry Stadium and straight into Camden Yards and, and not missed a beat defensively. And so when you have guys that, that you feel like can do something at the big league level just straight away, you know that you've got some, some, 
something special. And then just his ability to show up to the yard and be consistent every single day, just, just a really next level of professionalism, even at 20 years old, was just really impressive to be around and, and, and rubbed off on, on the rest of our guys, rubbed off on our coaching staff, quite honestly, um, just because he has a process and, and he has a work ethic that, that's not flashy, but is just super, super consistent um, that I think separates him from a lot of other guys. And so, um, you know, so you see that and you think, man, this dude's got a chance to be special. And then as he went through the year, I think opening day of 2015, he hit the leadoff triple to, to lead off our season. I think down the stretch, probably the last month of the year, I think he hit a million doubles the last month of the year. That's not bad. Um, <laughs> just, just it sounds like it should be a record, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like, you know, standing in the in the dugout just watching this guy go off the last month of the year and just really carry us um, down the stretch was was one of those things where it was like, hey, man, this dude ain't coming back, man. Like, he's he's uh, he's got a chance to do something really special. Justin Hare with us. He's the head baseball coach down at Campbell. And, of course, Coach Cedric Mullins, he's joined us this morning here on GCR. Coach, um, you know, what jumps out at me is what he's been through, right? He's, he's such a likable guy and so easy to root for. But, you know, he, he, he got here and, frankly, failed, right? Like, the first, yep. his first taste was good. Um, but then from there, it was a failure. And he got sent all the way back down to double A from there. Like, it, it had to be very humbling for someone like that. Can can you speak to what you know of him as a person? Because I feel like a lot of people would say that would wreck some people. It would ruin them to have gotten or achieved their goal for it to have failed and for them to have been you know, embarrassed to have to go back to the level that he had to go back to. What is it about Cedric Mullins that not only was he able to handle it, but clearly it, it, it's something beyond that. He's, he's, he's turned into one of the best players in all of baseball. I think the biggest thing about Cedric is that he's really smart. You know, he's really intelligent um, in terms of uh, across the board. Was a four O student. Was 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 could have gone on and done whatever he wanted to do had baseball not worked out. He's that intelligent of a of a young man. But I think he's got some humility and and a work ethic about him, but some intelligence about him to say. Yeah, you know what? I made it to the big leagues, and in 2018, that that last month of the year, man, I had a great time. 2019, made the the club, hit leadoff in Yankee Stadium, first game of the year. And that first month, man, I hit 091 or whatever it was, and it was like, that's not who I want to be. You know, that's that's not who who I'm capable of being. And so I think for Cedric, you know, just just as a you know. Hey, listen, I, I'm not I'm not performing at the level that I need to perform at. I need to I need to get better. Um, yes, it's humbling. Yes, it probably could have crushed some some lesser lesser men, you know. But I mean, I think in terms of, I don't think that he went back down to Double A like, hey, this is ridiculous. I'm a big leaguer. I think it went back to Double A like, hey, I'm going to fix it and I'm going to get back up there, and you're not going to be able to keep me away from it. You know, I think that's his mentality. I think that's probably always been his mentality. And and an intelligence level of, I'm not performing at the level that I want to be. I need to get better to be able to stay there. And and I think that I'm capable of being X. I think I'm capable of being an all-star type caliber player. Um, but I need to keep working to, to make sure that that uh, that everybody else knows I, I, I could be an all-star type caliber player. And I think that that's what he did. I think he put his head down and went back to work. I think he made some tough decisions 
especially in the off season to, to get rid of uh, mm-hmm. being a switch hitter and going left on left and, and all that. But I mean, it seems like every time that dude puts his head down and goes to work, good things tend to happen for him. And I don't think that that's lost on him. I was going to ask about the switch hitting thing. I mean, did you have any idea that he was, I mean, obviously he had success probably switch hitting in college and he would continue doing so, but how difficult is that for a player to just be honest with themselves and say, Hey, maybe I'm better off only doing this. I mean, I think it's really, I think it's really challenging. You know, I think after 2019, when, when he struggled so much, um, it's funny. I had talked to, um, we had talked the the scout that drafted him, Rich Morales, um, is a good friend of mine, and 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 we talk about Cedric quite often. And and I said, you know, Rich, what do you think about what if they send Cedric to to the fall league and and just have him hit left handed? He's like, I don't know if they're ready to do that, man. I, you know, because he was so much better left handed than right handed, um, especially as he got to the higher levels, and 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 it was just you know, it got to almost be ridiculous. And so I think to have some humility and to say, you know what, like for me to get to that next level, for me to, to prove what I'm capable of doing, man, this is uncomfortable, but Hey, I'm going to charge towards that. Again, that's just a mark of who Cedric is. It's like, I don't think the discomfort or, or, or the uncomfortableness of a situation makes him nervous. I think it actually fuels his fire to say, you know what, you may doubt me. You may say, Hey man, he was just a flash in the pan. He got his cup of coffee and that's it. But Hey, I'm here for more than that. And if that means I need to learn how to hit the David prices and the, and the Chris sales of the world left on left, then you know what? I'm going to figure out a way to do that. Um, and it's been so impressive to see him, um, just have a ton of success doing that and, and, and really, um, you know, kind of changed the course of his career. Hopefully, uh, coach, there's this, this weird question that we're asking in Baltimore, which is, just how real is this, right? And, and it's not – we don't say that to be, you know, offensive towards Cedric Mullins. It's because, we're, you know, we're dealing with a, a two-and-a-half-month sample size, right? right. Like, right. you know, this is, we know how the sport works. Um, I, I, I know you're not impartial to this topic. Right. But, but how real do you believe this is? Because this is truly one of the best players in baseball is – is this really what Cedric Mullins is capable of being for the next 10 years? Right, right. I mean, gosh, Lee, I mean, you, 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 you look and you try to project five years, 10 years. Is this guy a, a perennial in the conversation for being an all-star? Um, I don't know, man. Like, that's a great question. Um, I think that in, in big league baseball, to be consistent for 10 years is, is really challenging. I mean, you see the, the best players. Um, in, in our generation, you see the Joey Votto's and you see, um, the Albert Pujols's and you see these guys that, that dominated for a long time. And now they're getting into that, you know, 10, 12, 15 year period. And the game just continues to evolve and change. I'll tell you this about Cedric Mullins. He's going to play all-star caliber and gold glove caliber defense every single day. He's going to put pressure on the opposing defense every single day. And he's going to show up and be a professional every single day. And, and because of those three things, I think you're going to see him be a consistent contributor at the big league level for a decade or more because he brings something different to the table um, that maybe you don't see as much um, in, in the big leagues um, anymore. And, and, and you're going to see him, just like everybody else, man, you're going to see him have years 
that he's going to have years like he's having right now where he's hitting 300 or better. He's going to have double-digit home runs. He's going to be able to steal some bags and do some different things. And then you're going to have the years that he's hitting 275 and hits 10 on the year and, and plays gold glove defense. And, and, you know, he's going to ride that wave a little bit. But I think the consistency that he's going to bring year in and year out is going to be one of those that, that hey, you know what you're going to get from Cedric Mullins. And it, the, the, the baseline is going to be pretty darn good. And you're going to have those years that, that every other year, every third year, he might put together a special, special year maybe that he's playing um, like he's playing right now. Now, I could be wrong, and he could do that every year, and he might be a yeah, Hall we, of Famer. We'll take that. Yeah, we'll take yeah. you being wrong. Right? I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, who doesn't, right? Like, I mean, you think about that and, and just that consistency. Um, and I think that that's what's exciting about him is, is that – that consistency and professionalism, I don't think is ever going to leave that guy. Let's go vote for him for the All-Star game, ladies and gentlemen. No doubt. Let's go get no that doubt. in, make sure he's a part of that. And, and Coach, I can only imagine uh, how much he's meant to you and, and your program and visits that you're having with uh, other young men and saying, hey, you, you ever heard of this guy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. We're, we're super proud of that guy, man. He's, uh, he's a special person. Um, and uh, glad that he chose to come here, man, and, and gave me a chance to coach him. Well, it's, and he's, he's certainly been a revelation and a great dude, as you point out. Uh, coach Justin Absolutely. Hare, uh, congratulations on, on all the success, not only that you're seeing with Cedric, but obviously your own program has had uh, over the years. Really appreciate taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Have a great Thanks, summer. Guys. Let's talk again, all right? It's... Absolutely, anytime. Thank you, guys. That's Justin Hare, of course, the baseball coach down at Campbell who had Cedric Mullins once upon a time. Appreciate him taking a couple of minutes to chat with us this morning. Today's show brought to you by Sports and Social Maryland down at Live Casino and Hotel. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Justin Poirier take on the former champ, Conor McGregor. And get that ringside feeling with our state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, and extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets are now on sale for UFC 264 at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Still to come this morning, Grayson Rodriguez, the number one pitching prospect in all of baseball. Perhaps you've heard of him. We'll chat with him as we make our trip down to Bowie to chat with the Bay Sox. Uh, i got to finish this I want to get to as well, and much more. That's on the way. We're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio Press Box. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tours FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. 
Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce Silver Anniversary New York Strip Steak, the Smoky Thigh Wings, a Double Bacon and Cheddar Burger, the Strip Steak Sandwich, Barbecue Chicken Bowl, and their Silver Anniversary Turtle Cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's Silver Anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host, Zach Goodman, every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash TheBatAround or at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. That's the bat around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world because royal farms new swiss made coffee machines grind those rich flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time it's why royal farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is GlennClarkRadio.com. Nothing but net. You know, we're talking a lot about uh, the Orioles and some prospects this morning. And Stan the Fan Charles and Ross Grimsley caught up with Ironbirds general manager Jack Graham last night. If you missed that conversation, 
You can find it right now by going to facebook.com slash pressboxsports and clicking on the videos tab, or you can find it at pressboxonline.com. Stan shows, as always, brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Again, find those shows right now at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com. Uh, I've been sitting on this finish this, so let's let's do this. Jack, uh, we'll bring you in for this one, see if you've gotten any better in this department. Our intern, young Jack, is here with us this morning. Uh, Jack, reminder to everybody, they should be following us on Instagram, right? At? Glenn Clark Radio. Just as simple as that. <laughs> same place, same way that you follow us on Twitter, at Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, Jack was thrust into uh, my seat yesterday and... Um, didn't have a lot to say, frankly. Now, Jack has openly admitted he's not a baseball guy necessarily. It's not his thing. So Could have talked about Ben Simmons, you know. There's a lot of talk about the apparently the Wizards are the favorites to Get land the hell out Ben of Simmons in a trade. What do like, they have why, that would make you would think anyone, you need a point guard who can't shoot? Why would but who that's uh, look, the, that's you the, could uh, who's the team that's missing a point guard that can't shoot? Somebody surrounded with the shooters, in theory, right? I like mean, the only way it would it, it would it could like if you're possibly you could, if what you're if what you were saying was well, it could possibly work in Golden State, but why would you want anybody else handling the ball? Well, Ben Simmons is a talented player. There's no he's doubt about defender, it. He's a great defender. There's no deba- debate about his bordering defense. on yips. It feels that's the, you can't you can't have him on the floor. And the salary is obscene. So no, there's no team that it makes sense for trading for Ben Simmons. None. Zero. That team does not exist. That it makes sense for them to trade for Ben Simmons. That's a bad idea altogether. But not my problem. My team plays tonight. So far, not so good. Not my chair. Not my problem. You know. That's what I've always said. You know me. That's something that I've said for years. Uh, we'll see how Game Two of the Western Conference Finals go tonight at nine o'clock, and the Eastern Conference Finals start tomorrow at eight thirty. All right. Um, this is from. This is from The Insider, insider insider.com. Police arrest a man in California accused of blanking blank blanks of blanks. Police arrest a man in California accused of blanking blank blanks of blanks. Let young Jack go first on this one. You got to do the the blanks again. Oh, Jack. (laughs) Dude, come on. Police arrest a man in California accused of blanking blank blanks of blanks. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, you're you're thinking too hard on it. No, I know. I'm just trying to talk in the microphone. Talk in the microphone. Blanks down. That is the goal here. Yeah. But the sentence was like. Did you write it down? Yeah. That's that's normally how we do this. Yeah. Yeah. So what we've learned is he he isn't catching up yet. He's not not in this one. We need to we need to. Why don't I just lead it off? Yeah. Why don't you? Police arrest a man in California. Actually, it's arrested. By the way, I don't think that makes much of a difference. Police arrested a man in California accused of blanking blank blanks of blanks. I, I don't want you to go first. I want Jack to go first. I'll wait. Jack, come on, man. Just feel it out, no police, matter how absurd. Police arrest a man in California accused of... Talk, talk. You're, you're still sort of doing the bit where you're turning your mouth to the my side. Bad, yeah. my bad. Police arrest a man in California accused of 
Smashing bricks. No, it's one blank. That's not a. It's smashing glass. I think you're. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, smashing glass. You there? Keep going. Um. Anything plural here <laughs> works. Anything at all. Give us a number. Anything at all. And you win. Yes. Roman <laughs> numeral. That's technically a Roman numeral seven. So you've won. You've wagered. Yeah. I'm accused of smashing glass. Glass. Yes. Any plural. Anything plural. Any word at all here. You're, um, you're not. It's not like you're bringing anything to a screeching halt right now, Jack. Not that at all. Drinks. Glass, glass <laughs> drinks, drinks of. Glass drinks of. Aliens. Okay. No, of course, Kyle, it does not work, but that is not <laughs> the point. We got through it, and that is what mattered in this situation. We got through it. No is the answer. Kyle, to you. Police arrested a man in California accused of stealing golden barrels of semen. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, stealing, of course, is correct. Stealing. It have to be a course. I mean, that was... Stealing. Wasn't I, feel like, I feel like that was the most obvious of all of them. Could have been breaking. It could have been Maybe. a lot of things. Stealing is correct. So, Jack, you've got another word to work with now. So now it's stealing. Stealing blank blanks of blanks. Police arrest a man in California accused of stealing wood supplies of... Not really, but just no. just roll with it. Don't <laughs> don't back up. We've come too far. Accused of stealing wood supplies. And we'd like you to explain what that is after your. No, I have no. I, I don't even. No, no, no. Spending. We're goes. thinking. We're thinking too much. Wood supplies of. Damn this! Is, I'm I'm coming off real stupid right here. Da, all you got to do is finish the sentence. Television. All right, wood supplies of televisions. <laughs> it was a cover band that I was in in uh, college. Kyle, service back to you. Uh, police arrested a man in California accused of stealing giant swaths of lingerie. Ooh, I don't think yeah, I don't think you put lingerie plural. All right, I'm gonna give you. Uh, there's three blanks left. The first blank that's left is a number. I don't it's like a it. number. Well, what's that being a blank for then? Well, because I wanted it to be. You want me to give you the number? Not necessarily. I'm going to give you the number. 21. It's not even a funny number. 21. I don't know why that was a blank. Well, it started as I tell you tell you what? No. Sorry. 42,000. Sorry. Those are drastically different. <laughs> I'll explain. I'll explain one day. It's tons. I mean, I get it. 421 tons. It's yes, not that's like you need the, to explain yes, too much. That's, I, I thought you I thought math. you could get there. But now so now it's Pounds. 42,000 pounds <laughs> yeah. of what? Pounds. Of pounds. 42,000 pounds of pounds. No. S of plural word. Um, police arrest a man in California accused of stealing 42,000 Anything. Pounds Anything at all. Anything at all, Jack. Just a word. Chairs. Chairs. That's a word. You nailed it. Wouldn't be that funny, though. So, no. well, I, don't I mean, think it, these don't have to be uproarious. Yeah, but I mean, the 42,000 42, pounds. Just a truck, probably. Is just a truck definitely full of something, you know? Yeah, and it. Okay. So, it. what I'm saying is it doesn't necessarily have to be dildos, is my point. I didn't say dildos. Yeah, but you were going to. I wasn't. You were thinking about it. I truly wasn't. Uh, you, you think about dildos a lot, Kyle. I think you're mistaken. Most, most of the conversations we have are about 42, dildos. 42,000 pounds of. 
Officers. Officers. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Just a truck full. They just packed them all on top of each other. Hey, boys, get in. We're having a party. No, it's that's not it. 42,000 pounds of candies. Not candies, no, but I like where your head's at. They're small. It would be a cartoonishly large amount of candy, yeah. yes. Unless they were giant candies. <laughs> that would be. 42,000 pounds of. It's not pounds. All right, fine. 42,000 pounds of pesos. Not pesos. <laughs> what, what are you doing with it? California is close uh, to Mexico. Wh- what is this exactly? It could have just been money, Glenn. Okay, thanks, buddy. It's offering nothing. You've somehow, uh, that's a word. You've actually, you started better, but you might have been, you might now be worse than Jack. I think you're mistaken. Just being honest with you. I think you're Jack talking about the guy that cracked you. the code of the first three blanks here. You did. I understand that. I said you started off better. I think now you've moved behind. Cracking no. the last one, though. Yeah. Equals the far oh, okay. closer. Okay, chair guy. Far, yeah, but <laughs> candies was far closer. Okay. Um, you didn't say it was plural with an I-E-S. I didn't say that. I didn't s- I'm not saying it is. It could be apostrophe. I think yes. we know it's not. No, that well, would be you weird. You don't know that. that <laughs> you don't know odd. anything. You keep trying to say you know something. You never. You think I'll you know. I'll end up being right. You have no idea. I'll end up being right. Why? About what? About there not being an I-E-S. Oh, I tell you what. I'll give it to you. You're right. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Next. Um, police arrest a man in California accused of stealing 42,000 pounds of... Well, I was close Anything with, at I was all? Close with candy. Anything. So it's gotta, you like it's weren't be, close. He didn't say be. you were close. I said he was closer. I said he was closer. One hundred percent. Then shares. I guess maybe it's more edible than wood. <laughs> okay. So it's an edible thing. If you're closer with candy, that's the only thing I could think 42, of. Forty-two thousand pounds of cups. Cups. Uh, sure everybody knows very edible. Too. Everybody maybe knows. it's not an edible thing. Lots of edible cups. Forty-two thousand pounds. And what he means is the ones you protect your nut. Your your. <laughs> chitlins yeah. chitlins that would be a, a comical amount of chitlins no doubt the answer is on saturday california police arrested a man accusing of stealing forty-two thousand pounds of pistachios that's a good haul that's that was a hell of a haul right big fan of pistachios the touchdown by the way pistachios top three not in the game i don't if not top one if not top one i don't cashews are good they're fun but like pistachios are easier to crack and there's a certain enjoyment to that process there. Yeah, you get a whole I, pile of the shells, and you're trickier, like, look what though. I've done. You know? Here's the problem. I like to go grab like a big handful of nuts, and then when you do it you with do. pistachios. Yeah, everybody knows that about me. You really just yeah, right? walked okay, right into that I, one. I, I stand by it. Yeah. Uh, Jack, we're going to need to put gotta, on Instagram, all right? You gotta, <laughs> you, then you got to go grab a bowl when you get the pistachios, because you got to spit the shells back out somewhere. You're not spitting don't the shells. Care for you don't care Oh, I do. You put it all in your mouth and crack it. Weirdo. They're the easiest ones to do with your hand. I don't want to. I'd rather not. That is a weird move. That's what but I, I do, do dislike a bag full of unshelled pistachios. You're cheating yourself. Yeah, I don't, I've never. I, I, would, I, I, I don't go that route. That. The Touchstone Pistachio Company found approximately forty-two thousand pounds of pistachios That's were missing. That's a good haul, by the way. During a routine audit earlier in the month on they just June nineteenth, audited it. So how did yeah, he do right? it? <laughs> <They're> <laughs> like, we're missing uh, yeah. a little bit of pistachios. Was it, here. Was it a like, slow play? Is like the question? How many like, did they did have? He, did he steal? Well, they. I mean, they're a pistachio. If it's forty-two thousand, and they missed it until they audited it, then clearly this place has enough pistachios to go around. On June 19th, the Tulare County Sheriff's Office announced the arrest of Alberto Montemayor, 34, of Montemayor Trucking. After finding the truckload, he he took one of his trucks to steal their nuts. That's bold, man. That is bold. What kind of truck did he have? I mean, obviously a massive truck. It fit 42,000 pounds worth of pistachios. But is that like a F-150, you know? 
pick up? Is that I don't, how much I, don't I, think it's, that I think it's far bigger than that. I agree. Yeah, I think it's I think far bigger than that. Uh, yesterday, investigative leads in Fresno and Kern County discovered the tractor trailer containing the pistachios had been moved from the Montemayor trucking lot in Delano to a nearby lot. Police said they didn't give us into the. I want to know more about the details of how we did it. This is a worthwhile heist. This kind of heist excites me. I love. I agree. Right. The thought of getting away with that. But you're you're suggesting you're just keeping them at that point. Yeah. Scoop a bucket and then like I don't think pistachios go bad. I hear you, but I think it's untenable, Kyle. I don't think you You could sell a little bit here and there. A brick of pistachios here. Brick of pistachios. Sidewalk you know? pistachio salesman. <laughs> yeah. I guess outside the baseball games you could do it. Probably yeah. get away with it. Uh, well, no, you can't do outside food this year. And so. the nutrients. Oh, I'm look. I'm a, again. You're suggesting that I'm not. I am in no ways knocking pistachios. They are a fine peanut. They are absolutely well, not a peanut. Calm down, Kyle. I mean, My God, just, I swear to Christ. Are you going to let me just not call you down, out on that? Jesus, I everything we do here. I'm sorry. God they are sakes. different. No. Well, yeah, we're gonna let that one slide. I love how almonds are cashews. <laughs> Jack liked that one. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate everything. I hate everything. <laughs> Just hate everything. That's all I want to say. I hate everything. Anyway, to finish this was brought to you by Glory Days Girl. I don't hate them. I know that much. I don't hate them. And they've extended their anniversary menu for you to take advantage of it. The uh, smoky thigh wings, the double bacon and cheddar burger, as well as the barbecue chicken bowl with ancient grains plus the turtle cheesecake the silver anniversary ipa the new york strip sandwich it's all available at your neighborhood glory days grill glorydaysgrill.com to find out more and you can still win that trip to devil's backbone brewing down in north carolina you got to go right now to glorydaysgrill.com to find out more about how you make it happen that's all available at glorydaysgrill.com from Dan. Dan says, Glenn, to your Adley Rutschman conversation, I probably agree with you that it's a small sample size and it's not worth freaking out about. However, that being said... I would I, like to hear you argue that it's a big sample size. Yeah, I mean, right. right yeah. Yeah, man, like, who's saying? Yeah, who's saying that? However, that being said, I do think it's a decision the Orioles should probably try to think about before Adley Rutschman gets to the major league level. If they are committed to him as being their catcher, it's important. They are. I mean, this is not like they they are. I mean, it's no, but I think what he's talking about is it being if they're going to change their mind three years down the road about whether or not he's a catcher, then you should go ahead and do that. Then Dan's point is what you shouldn't do is allow him to come up and be viewed as a failure before making the change. If you think his bat is more valuable than his glove, then you should go ahead and make him the first baseman and try to find your catcher, i.e. drafting Henry Davis. Oh, I don't think that right. I don't think that drafting Henry Davis is going to be a decision that they make. Based on, based on Adley Rutschman yeah. deciding today that he can't be a catcher. I don't think there's any world in that's the in which that's the case. That doesn't mean that I don't think they couldn't draft Henry Davis. I absolutely believe they could draft Henry Davis, and they could say this is a problem that we'll solve whenever we need to solve it, whether that's because, you know, um, uh, whatever happens. So I don't think that that's going to have an impact. I, to the rest of the point, that seems a little bit more esoteric and not necessarily – you got so much time to figure this out that I'm just not. I think we're reading too far into it for me to be all that concerned, man. I think we're just reading way too far into it. All right. Um, that being said, let's talk to one of the top prospects, not only in the Orioles system, but in all of baseball. In fact, he is now Baseball America's number one pitching prospect in the game. 
We go down to Bowie to chat with a member of the Bay Sox every week. It's been a it's been a hell of a week for our next guest. Not only did he make his first home start with everybody there with their gas cans, but then on uh, Sunday he did something maybe the most amazing thing I've ever seen a pitcher do, literally breaking Adley Rutschman's glove. Joining us now, he is Bowie Bay Sox pitcher Grayson Rodriguez. He's back with us on GCR. Grayson, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's always good to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, no problem. Thank you all for having me a- on. Absolutely, dude. All right, uh, what what did you owe Adley for the glove? What did you have to pay him for that? Well, right now, I don't think we've quite settled on it. But <laughs> we're we're going to show we're going to show up to the field today and assess the damage <laughs> of what happened to that catcher. Wait, yet. do you you think it could still be salvageable? Maybe. All so, right. <laughs> We, so when it happened, you know, it was, it was a pitch. It was a borderline strike. And usually he's really good at framing pitches. So (laughs) the ball popped out of his glove and I was like, well, dang, I was like, I guess he just flat out missed that one. And, uh, Tom and Ellie walked to the dugout. We looked at the glove and it, it blew out about four or five laces there in the web. Oh, man. Are, are, so it sounds like you're kind of blaming him for this a little bit, Grayson. It sounds like you're you're putting a little bit of the responsibility on Adley for what happened here. Yeah, I think I think he was scared. I, I think <laughs> I was hurting his hand a little bit. <laughs> and he must have gotten scared of catching it in the pocket. I can't think of anything else. That's so great. Well, okay, so what's your reaction when when you see what really has occurred, is your reaction like, "Holy crap! I can't believe I did that," or is it more like, "No, nah, that's about right. I've I've done that a lot over the years." Well, well, during the game, it was just kind of a, you know, I wasn't too focused on it. It was kind of like, you know, let's finish that bat, you know, yeah, get sure. out of this inning. And then, you know, afterwards, after the game, it was actually pretty funny. We were laughing about it. So. <laughs> I'd, I'd never done that before in a game. That's awesome, man. It's, 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 it, it was so cool. It got the, all of uh, the, the Orioles uh, nation uh, fired up. It becomes part of your folklore now, Grayson, is the way that it works. We're going to talk about that for years to come. Hey, uh, Grayson, can you put into words what this last week is, has been like for you? Being at home, getting to pitch in front of you know huge crowds, obviously everybody coming out with their gas cans last week. Um, you, know, I, you know, you've been a guy that we've had our eye on for some time, but – in a way, did it maybe start to kind of like feel real this week, like what you mean to Orioles fans? Yeah, no, that was pretty special. Um, you know, Orioles fans are something different. Uh, you know, they're 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 different than everybody else. Um, from what I've experienced, you know, growing up, I was a, a Rangers and an Astros fan, and you know, seeing those fans, you know, everybody at the ballpark, but but all the traditions that kind of come with being an Orioles fan, you know, that's really cool to see. Whether if it's you know yelling O's in the national anthem and little stuff like that, you know, it's all, you know, I mean, it's all really cool. Uh, it's something cool to be a part of um, and to see that down in the minor leagues too, like in Bowie this past week, um, you know, it's pretty special. You know, a lot of people coming out to watch you um, before, you're, before you're in the big leagues and stuff like that. But, no, I mean, I'd say it, it, was, it was a blast. You, um, you know, you hit 103 on the stadium gun last Tuesday. W- was it really 103, Grayson? You know, if the stadium gun says it, Hell that's yeah, what we're rolling was. with. A, yeah. You know, <laughs> me and me and DL Hall, we like to have a little uh, a little velocity war uh, between us. So obviously, um, you know, I, I was chirping at him a lot for it, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I know, I know, uh, as an organization, um, you know, we have track man and stuff like that, and 
and sometimes the velocities are a little bit different, but, uh, you know, the organization's in control of, of those numbers. But, you know, hey, if the stadium then says it, that's what we're rocking Hell with. yeah. Hell yeah, it is. What, what do you believe is the fastest that you've ever thrown a baseball in any circumstance? You know, like it, it, even in the back, what do you believe? What would you announce is your number that's the fastest you've ever thrown a baseball? I'd probably say that one. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, with, with all the gas games there and all the people, there was, there was definitely some adrenaline running, and, you know, that was that was a lot of fun. Did you, did you like, know – okay, this is the crazy – we were talking to – I don't remember who we were talking to. I think we were talking to Caden about this last week. Do you, do you genuinely have – like, know there's a difference in a ball that you throw, like, 103 versus a ball that you throw 100? Or is it just like, dude, I'm throwing the ball hard. How would I possibly know the difference between those things? No, I'm, yeah, I mean, it's all the same. You know, yeah. there's no difference. Like – um Really, you know, sometimes pitchers will come off and be like, you know, man, I just feel like I'm throwing the ball slow today, and really, it's harder than you've thrown all year. Um, I don't know; it, it's it's a really weird thing um, to try to put into words. But no, I mean, every every heater every heater uh, feels the exact same. Uh, obviously, sometimes when you try to throw the ball harder, you end up throwing it slower, and then fastballs that you're not worried about the velo; those tend to be the hardest. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of weird how the body works um, and, and when you're up there throwing. You know, for me, personally, I, I can't tell the difference between 96 and, and 103. Sure. You're just humping it. You're just out there like, man, I'm feeling it, no doubt. So then, like, yeah. you see all the gas cans. You see all the Orioles fans, right? You see the support that flooded into Bowie, and it's at a time, obviously, when the major league team probably had not fewer fans but a percentage a lower percentage of the stadium filled how much of a reminder is it to you and the guys when you see the stadium filled at Bowie of the possibilities that the Orioles fan base has to support and how excited does it make you feel about the future and what's to come no I mean it makes us really excited um you know obviously we've gone through some tough times during the last couple years um you know and that's nobody's fault obviously we're in a rebuilding process um so you know obviously there's not going to be as many fans showing up to the games um as you'd like but you know the Orioles fan base like I was saying earlier you know it's different from everybody else um you know there's Orioles fans everywhere and you know when winning baseball returns back to Baltimore Camden Yards will be full like it once was He's Grayson Rodriguez. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. The Bay Sox are home again this week. It's this prolonged homestand. You can go to BaySox.com right now to get your tickets. Grayson, what, what, what's the next? When are you slated to pitch this week? Um, I believe I'm slated to throw Saturday here Shoot, in Bowie. Um, like know, we've got we've got a lot of starters down here, um, so the rotation can get a little difficult at times. You know, figuring out how to work guys in. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's obviously that's obviously a plus for the organization because you've got so many guys doing well here in AA and Bowie, and obviously some guys are going to start going to AAA here pretty soon. Um, but, yeah, right now right now we're slated for Saturday, uh, and I believe we're playing the New Hampshire Fisher That's camp. correct. And, by the way, it also just so happens to be that it's a fireworks night and Margaritaville night, so it seems like a pretty damn good night to be at the ballpark at Prince George's Stadium. Get your tickets right now, BaySox.com. Grayson, my, uh, my colleague Stan Charles said something to me last week. He said, you know what my favorite part about Tuesday night was? Was watching, I, I was paying really close attention. At the end of every inning, Adley got up and immediately went to Grayson to talk to him as he was coming off the mound. And 
I, I, it's something I've never really noticed before, not just with Adley, but with it's just I've never paid attention to it. But it was really interesting to me. Can you tell me about like that and what it means to you and just having that experience with Adley? Obviously, you know someone who is thought of as just being you know otherworldly in this realm, and and how it's helping you to have that type of relationship. So I believe Adley's done that since he was in college. Um, you know, you don't really see it done too much at the professional level. And, and when he was drafted, you know, there was definitely questions about him doing that, uh, if he was going to keep doing it or not. And really, I mean, as a pitcher, that shows that, you know, that he really cares. Um, you know, a lot of catchers, you know, once the inning will be over, you know, will go back to the dugout, go your separate ways, and you might never talk to him, you know, until you go back out the next inning. But, but Adley's a very good communicator. Um, you know, he, he comes – you know, when, when he kind of meets you there at the at the line, the foul line, um, he kind of asks you, you know, like what you liked about the inning, uh, mm-hmm. what you didn't like. Um, you know, he likes to talk about, you know, pitches and, and counts that if you didn't agree upon it or if you did agree upon it, you know, whatever that might be. Um, but, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely a good thing. Um, you know, he does it with every pitcher, every pitcher that he's ever uh, caught. So I think I think that's a big plus. That's really uh, that, cool, man. You know, a lot of people don't realize. That's really cool. That's a really neat thing. Now here's the here's the question. I'm gonna let's project forward. It's three years down the road. You're in Baltimore. You're in the seventh inning of a no hitter. Do you want him to come greet you at that point, or do you wave him off and say, hey, "Leave me alone, dude. Leave me alone. I'm in a zone." No, no, definitely. You definitely want him to talk to you. All right. Uh, you All know, right. Most of the time, most most of the exchanges between me and him are. Or, uh, you know, laughter and, and carrying on and stuff like that, especially in a good start. So, uh, cool. you know, I'm not really one to be throwing a good game or anything and not talk to anybody because I, like I like to have a lot of fun in the dugout. That's cool. You're not, it sounds like you're not a particularly superstitious individual then. I, I have some of my superstitions. But uh, well, we, but no, I mean, really, that that's that's not Grayson. You can't just say that. Yeah, we have to know what they are now. Obviously, you got to tell. Superstitious yeah. about not revealing <laughs> your superstitions. <laughs> yeah. So so one of them that I do is is uh, whenever I run out to the mound between each inning, I take the exact number of steps that I did before, um, and you know that that can change night to night. But also stepping in the exact same place uh, on the on the first baseline dirt that I have uh, in the innings before. Okay, this is so interesting. That's, so That's one of them. So do you, you establish the number the first time you go out to the mound in the game then? Like you just count how many steps you took for the first inning, and then that's the number for the rest of the night? Yep, that's it. Wow, wow. It's, it's really, I mean, it's, it's, really not, it's really not that hard of a thing to do because, I mean, really you're only jogging half of the way and then you walk. So, really, it's kind of a rhythm uh, that I've kind of gotten down. So, are you so, like, okay, that was 10 steps jogging, 6 steps walking, or is it just the total steps? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's how it usually rolls. But, you know, depending depending on what field we're playing on, <laughs> obviously the dugouts are different distances and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it changes a lot. Get to the big do, leagues do, in do, Oakland do, Athletics, it'll be like 45 right, steps. Right. <laughs> oh, they got the biggest stadium in the history ever. Hang on a second. Yeah. Would, it, would you change if, – if you had a rough first inning – do you still do it? Yes, we just do it the opposite way. We start with the other foot. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, that's how you get you mess with the juju is by going to the opposite foot. Okay. That's fascinating. Uh-huh. That's really fascinating, man. That's re- and and uh, those are the only ones. Yeah, I mean, really, the only ones I do every game. Um, 
you know, there's there's some other stuff like drinking a Red Bull in the bullpen and <laughs> slamming it over my head uh, before I go into the game. That's another one. That one, that one right there, usually gets the bullpen pretty fired. I was up, gonna but, say, what are the origins? But, we need to know the origins of that one. Actually, that's important. I don't know. I started doing it in 2019 when I was in Del Marva, and uh, you know, just kind of caught on. I had a good game that night, so then. Every every start from there on out, you know, it was it was drink the Red Bull and then crush the can over here. Wow, wow! So it's imperative that there be Red Bull available to you in the bullpen, then. A hundred percent. That must be. That must. It's almost like it's on your rider. Like you're a you're a, you're a famous musician showing up to play somewhere. We got to make sure we have Red Bulls in in town for Grayson Rodriguez. That's phenomenal. That's right. <laughs> How long have you been doing the the step counting? Is that like dating back to your little league days? Um, no, really, kind of high school, I guess. Um, you know, just kind of—I don't know—I don't really know what started it, but but yeah, that worked out all right. Yeah, I, I mean, sure, on, right? Yeah, something I picked up on in high school. Considering how things are going, I, I certainly wouldn't break it now. I certainly wouldn't stop doing it at this point. So it's really cool. I mean, look—we're obviously huge Orioles fans, but it's really cool to see how close all of you guys are as Orioles prospects, not even necessarily all on the same team, like Gunnar Henderson, who's obviously now at Aberdeen, hanging out with all you guys at Jimmy's, and it seems like you are all developing a very strong rapport and, and learning to win together on top of that. How much does that help as you guys go through this process together, and does it even further the overall excitement about what the future holds? And, and where did it start? Um, you know, I mean, that's huge. Um, you know, last it really started last summer at the alternate site when we were all here together. Uh, me, you know, Adley, DL, and, and Gunner. Um, you know, we were the youngest ones there. Everybody else was kind of big league, AAA guys um, that we never really played with or knew. Um, so we were kind of forced to hang out, you know, with each other a lot um, and really get to know each other. And and obviously that was for the better. And in minor league baseball, you know, it can kind of get cutthroat at times because you know you're essentially competing against everybody else. Um, you know, to make it to the big leagues. But here, you know, under under Mike Elias and this, this new regime, you know, I think, you know, they do a lot of, of character building stuff and, and, and things like that here in the minor leagues. And I think it's pretty huge. Um, you know, it's really not a competition now. It's, it's everybody building and feeding off each other. And, and obviously you can see um, how, that's, how that's working up and down the ladder of the minor leagues with everybody winning and things like that. And, Everybody having a good year. What uh, What'd you get at Jimmy's last night? Last night we went with sushi. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't remember the. I think I got a Maryland roll. Okay. Um, a rainbow roll, and then the Orioles roll. I, I mean, had to get the Orioles. I roll, mean, that's a that, sure. That's a that's a pretty good combination. By the way, it's we we do it all the time. We always get sushi at Jimmy's. I love the Tory Smith roll. I love the uh, the Roman Reigns roll. They're all delicious. They're all tremendous. Um, uh, did you, did you get like t-shirts printed to say that you're the number one pitching prospect in baseball? Like, how do we, did, did were, were there, should we be popping champagne bottles? Like what's the appropriate celebration when you get those new, that, that news? No, I, I think if I wore a t-shirt saying that, I think DL might hit me in the mouth. Um, <laughs> but, but, but no, we're gonna, we're gonna keep that on the down low, you know? I mean, obviously, you know, that's, that's baseball america's opinion and, and that's fantastic and all but you know in reality i've got to go out there like i'm the worst pitching prospect prospect in baseball and you know try to prove myself each outing um but no i mean it's, it's definitely an honor you know i mean i think my, definitely my family's proud of it uh but from a player perspective you know you can't really worry about things like that you know you've got to control 
um, your emotions and how you throw in the game, um, and that and that all care of itself. You can be honest with us. There's a little part of you now that's secretly gunning for Adley's spot, aren't you? Right. I mean, you got to be. You want to be the number one guy in all of baseball, <laughs> don't you? Well, I mean, if if it's up to me, I can hit, catch, and run better than Adley can. <laughs> um, but, I saw I saw know, that I picture. Other, you, I guess. What what, what was the story about you putting the catcher's gear on? What what was the story with you putting the catcher's gear on the other day? So so that was that was me and DL goofing around whenever we first showed up to the field. Okay. Uh, yeah, I walked in and I I had coffee in my hand and my, and my backpack on and I walk over there and of course you know Adley's locker from everybody else. Um, first off, Adley gets two lockers because you know catchers catchers normally get two lockers. Uh, because they have all their gear and all and all the stuff sure. like that. Um, so so Rudge has got two lockers uh, kind of in the corner, and one one locker is for all of his catching gear. Um, his five hundred chest protectors and his masks <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. And so Adley Adley wears a hockey style helmet. That's what he's most comfortable in instead of a two piece. You know, compared to some other catchers. Um, but but he's got all of his two piece masks that they send him uh one of them was all red white and blue all kinds of crazy colors so i put that on and started walking around and uh you know just messing around and, and dl said you know what we need to put all the gear on so then you know we mix we mix and match uh to make it look even more dumb but you know and then we walked in we i walked into the hitter's cage with all the hitters hitting and you know everybody fell out laughing and adley <laughs> Adley was just absolutely shocked. It was it was hysterical. That's awesome. That is awesome, man. It, it's got to be such a great time to be a part of this team, right? Plus, all you guys do is win. So, like, you know, it, it, it can't not be fun to be a part of this team at this moment, man. That's that's tremendous. Um, hey, Top Gun week is coming up with the Bowie Bay Sox, Grayson. Does, does, does Top Gun, like, mean anything at all to you? Like, if are you just too young for that to be a thing that matters to you in your life? Yeah, I never really watched Top Gun. Oh. As, as as hurtful as that is to say, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I was a little too young for it. Um, but, but no, I mean, I'll, I think I'll definitely have to start watching it. I mean, it, they're doing an awesome week coming up, July sixth to the tenth. They're going to do a uh, Austin Austin Hayes Glove Man bobblehead giveaway. Again, find out more at BaySox.com about Top Gun Week from July 6th to July 10th, which is coming up. Do you want to just real quick declare your superiority at basketball over the likes of D.L. Hall and uh, Gunnar Henderson and all of them? Yeah, so they think they're good. Um, you know, there's not much to say about that other than I would I can dunk over both of them. Nice. Um, <laughs> now, now shooting, that's not my expertise. That's where Adley comes in. Um but no, Gunner, Gunner, and DL are, are big athletes, and they just think they're good at basketball. Um, so until until one day that is settled, obviously not here pretty soon because you don't want any injuries right, to occur. Correct. But um, I think I think Chris Holt, our pitching coordinator, would would have a mental breakdown. Um, <laughs> but but no, uh, definitely if we ever squared up on the basketball court, I think me and Adley have them down. 21-0. So, by the way, when you say you can't shoot but you can dunk, that means that you're already more qualified to be the Philadelphia 76ers point guard than the guy that they have. So you got that going for you, which is nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could handle that, man. Hey, um, great. Oh, uh, and lastly, I know we kept you a long time, but uh, lastly, you, you want the gas cans for every start? Is that something that you want to be, like, tradition moving forward? 
Um, you know, I'm going to leave that at fans. Okay. Um, you know, obviously lugging, lugging a gas can into the ballpark's not, not too fun. Uh, but no, I mean, definitely that was, that was a lot of fun that night. My family was actually in town to see it too. So they, they loved it. They had a blast with it. Um, but no, I mean, it was, it was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it definitely makes it, it easier to go out there and throw the ball. So no doubt, man. Keep, keep doing it. That's um, cool, man. You know, I'd say everybody to keep doing it. Grayson Rodriguez, man, we're so happy for you and all the success that you're having. Uh, at G underscore Rodriguez 16 on Twitter. And where are you at on Instagram? Grayson dot Rodriguez sixteen, Grayson. almost the same thing. Grayson dot Dude, um, uh, continue to kill it. Uh, let let us know what the the deal gets worked out between you and Adley as far as the glove is concerned. Um, and 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 I, I think he can cover it. Can, I think he's doing all right. I think he can probably cover it if it's not salvageable moving forward. Appreciate you taking the time for us as always, man. Let's do it again down the road. All right. Yeah, thank you. It was a blast. Grayson Rodriguez, man, love talking to that dude. And, Clearly, you know, the guy's the top pitching prospect in baseball. I mean, he's just he's he's killing it right now. And if you missed it, legitimately broke Adley Rutschman's glove with a pitch on Sunday, which is wild. By the way, how about like him coming off like he's not he's like, oh, I don't mind if people talk to me if I'm throwing a no hitter, like he's not superstitious at all, and then he's got a hundred superstitions. <laughs> like he couldn't have he couldn't be a more it's one of those control what you could control kind of things, you know. I guess he is. He is not a little stitious. He is truly superstitious. It's working. Truly, on yeah, it's working just fine. We're not. Well, the Red Bulls. Hopefully, you know, I hope he's eating healthy. Otherwise, I'm you know? sure he's. I, you think you're questioning whether or not Grayson hey, Rodriguez is poisoning his body? I think he's Come doing on, okay. Dog. Yeah, I think he's fine. <laughs> think Don't he's worry about right. it. Don't worry about it at all. Yeah, I'm stoked for uh, Top Gun Week. That's awesome. Uh, BaySox.com again to find out about That's all. A great of the upcoming promotions. Well, he's just a, you know, he's he's a great dude. He's got a lot going on. There's a lot to talk about. It's good time to be Grayson Rodriguez. No it's good time for the Bowie Bay Sox. To no make doubt. that it's good time for Orioles fans to go see the Bowie Bay Sox. Apparently we broke some news about when he'd be starting next. So, oh really? Yeah, I got a talk text from Paul. He was like, Well, he oh. just broke that. That's not like I don't think it's a problem. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's more so like, you know, I don't wanna I was just trying to get people to no, buy tickets for the next time. Promoting. It's easy to try and sell somebody on the idea of spending a Saturday night watching Grayson I mean, Rodriguez. You tell me this Bowie. Saturday yeah. night. It's it's Margaritaville night, fireworks at the ballpark, and Grayson Rodriguez is pitching. Yeah, what what are you doing, man? Get to the freaking you heard him. game. Bring your gas can. Bring your gas can. Create a raucous atmosphere. It's it's a six thirty game, so the sun will be going down a little bit. It won't be quite as hot as you might be worried about for an afternoon game. What what better way are you spending your Saturday night this week than by hanging out? Make a weekend of it. So Saturday night. You do the Bay Sox and Grayson Rodriguez, and then Sunday you come hang with us at uh, Tucker Fest at Jerry's Toyota. Get your uh, meet-and-greet tickets, great8smemorabilia.com and number 8, great8smemorabilia.com. Going to be a phenomenal day with Justin Tucker and the food trucks, the live music, the, um, the the cornhole tournament, the dunk tank, all of it. Free event, but get your meet-and-greet tickets, great8smemorabilia.com. Sounds like a freaking phenomenal weekend, man. Sounds like a hell of a way. Again, Bay Sox Saturday night with Grayson, and then uh, Sunday afternoon, you get um, a Tucker Fest at Jerry's Toyota. Seems like a pretty good way to spend a summer. The fr- is this officially the first weekend of summer? This um, weekend, I think it is. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think t- is today the first day of summer? Or was yesterday the first day of yesterday. summer? Yesterday. So uh, the first official summer weekend doing those things. All right, we'll come back in. We'll get a tidbit. We'll get tubular. It'll wrap it up. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio.
The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Thomas Kenzora profiles University of Maryland quarterback Talia Tongavailoa and his chance to deliver the Terps to Big Ten prominence this year. Also inside, Bo Smolka breaks down the Ravens' offensive line, a look at Coppin State's Olympic connection, and much more. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms Coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Dustin Poirier take on the former champion, Conor McGregor, and get the ringside feeling with our state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at sportssocialmd.com. That's sportssocialmd.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. Tweet us at 
Glenn Clark Radio, 21st Century Talk Radio at glennclarkradio.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Winding down for a Tuesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. Grayson Rodriguez, phenomenal. If you missed any of that, we'll get it up here shortly in the greatest hits. But, yeah, he killed. He was awesome. And clearly there is a lot of reason for excitement about Grayson Rodriguez in Baltimore. Appreciate him taking the time for us this morning. From Joe. Joe says... Um, Glenn, I happened to watch the Vanderbilt game last night as well. I was very excited about seeing Jack Leiter pitch as I had never watched him before. I can't fathom him not being the number one pick in the draft. It makes no sense to me. Also, like you, I want to put uh, that on my bucket list. By the way, our guy Chris DeShiel is out there, and I don't know if I I assume the story is that this is like a bucket list thing for him. I think he and his, he and his dad drove to Omaha on Father's Day. Is my understanding. They literally got in a car on Father's Day and drove to Omaha to go to the College World Series. I'm guessing it's a bucket list thing. Look, it's it's tough because you know we we live in an area where the, our spring sport is lacrosse. I mean, it's just that's the the nature of this region is the spring sport that people care about and are passionate about is lacrosse. And and you know, not to say that we couldn't be capable of being fans of both, right? Like that we could both get into lacrosse and baseball. I. I try to do that as much as I possibly can, but we just we didn't feel about it the same way. So growing up, the College World Series was never a big deal to me because, one, there was never a local team that was going to be participating in the College World Series and the actual the Omaha portion, not the tournament itself. Um, and then you combine that with the fact that there was just something else that was going on that was just going to captivate us far more in the spring as far as college sports was concerned. So the College World Series just never resonated with me as a kid in any way. When I moved out to Arizona, college baseball is a huge deal out there. I mean, it's massive. Of course, Arizona State being where like Barry Bonds went once upon a time and Dustin Pedroia and you know the list goes on and on. Mike, the, the Orioles legend Mike Devereaux was an Arizona State Ooh, Sun Devil. Devereaux. Devereaux's wigs, yeah, 100%. Um, so, like, Arizona State baseball is a big deal, and they, when I was first out there, they were making a run to the College World Series, and it was awesome. Like, people were into it. You would go to a bar, and it would be packed with people that were watching this game, and it really mattered. And I was like, wow, this thing is really cool. And I still feel that now. Like, I, 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 I've said if the one year that Maryland was in the Super Regionals a couple years ago, if they had somehow broken through and gotten there, I was going. Like, I was 100% going to go experience it. I would still like for that to be the case for me to have, like, a, an interest in going before I go, but I would love to make that trip at some point. It is such an atmosphere that thing last night, dude, I could not take my eyes off of that baseball game. It was so bloody compelling, man. And a reminder that one nothing baseball games can be really good. The drama that you felt on every pitch of that game when I didn't care about the teams. Like, I guess I'm rooting for Jose Torres because, you know, he's a Calvert Hall guy. And so I'm, I get, but I don't like NC State. That's Herb Sendek. I'm inclined to hate NC State. Maryland beaten Phillip Rivers four times. I got no positive feelings for NC State. 
Well, Jim Valvano can't not dislike no, him. It's you fine, know? but that's so far. Kyle, I you know you weren't alive when that happened. Doesn't like change I mean, that I still think it's one of the better thirty for thirties ever made. Okay, there's that. Wonderful. God bless. I mean, come on, man. That doesn't that doesn't resonate in a personal way. Well, um, Jimmy V and you know everybody I, feels. God you know, bless Jim Valvano. Nobody's feelings, saying, but it's not about I, NC it doesn't State, resonate in the, the, a positive feeling towards NC State. Um. Ah, man, I I couldn't I couldn't stop watching. I just could not stop watching that game last night. I was like, they, I started seeing tweets. The Orioles game had started. I'm like, yeah, I'm not flipping. This is what I'm watching tonight. This this thing, this theater is far too compelling for me to flip back over and watch the Orioles toss the ball around and give up five runs and get their butts kicked. So, hey, ten runs. Well, ultimately ten runs. It was five at that point. It was five. All right, uh, let's get a. Shortchange them. Is all I'm trying thank to say. you. They did. They did work hard. You're, it's a great point, Kyle. They worked very hard. They earned every single one of those runs they gave up, and I should recognize that. Thank you. Appreciate you being on You're top welcome. of this. All right, uh, tidbit brought to you today by the new print issue of Press Box, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Read it all. Pressboxonline.com on the cover. Jack, you want to hold it? Oh, you know, I don't know if you're on camera right now, so. Here, you can hold it up, but like hold it up to my camera. Um, so this will be this will work for you in your hand modeling career. Good old I know reach that around, been, you know. Look at yeah, the nice give, give me a nice. All right, I don't know if we're allowed to say that. It's press box press the weekend, you know. But it's interns, man. Uh, there are there are rules now, and there are things that we could do years yeah, ago. Fine. Jeremy Kahn made a joke yesterday about uh, uh, someone that he he Jeremy on Saturday was making a joke about my cousin. Yeah, I heard this part. Yeah, and I realized, like, maybe we shouldn't have repeated it on air. I definitely shouldn't have laughed at it when he made it originally. Like, all those, like, she's an adult. I want to make that very clear. Um, but, yeah. How do we get out of that exactly? Uh, press what do we box do here? Oh, the press box yeah. print issue is available right now. Uh, Jack did a nice job of hand modeling it. Talia Tungavailoa is on the cover. He's the quarterback of the University of Maryland. Has a chance to do something special. Read more about it by getting it for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Well, bit of the day. Uh, we talked a little bit about Cedric Mullins, and he's just about the only positive statistic that is tied to the Baltimore Orioles, so let's talk a little bit more. Among all American League outfielders, yes, we are aware he now ranks ninth yes. in All-Star Everyone voting. Everyone knew that, that he went from 10th hey, to 9th in the All-Star voting update. Some of us might be wrong. Yes, uh, yeah, maybe, correct. Maybe you. Uh, no. That ninth ranking, well, that's higher than just about every statistic in baseball right now for American League outfielders. He ranks second in batting oh, average. Yeah. He ranks first in hits. He ranks second in doubles. He ranks second in triples. He ranks seventh in home runs. How about first in total bases? How about first in on-base percentage? How about first in OPS? Oh, he's tied for first in slugging. Loser. And, of course, first in wins above replacement. Not bad no. for a guy who entered the year with a negative war for his major league career. He also has the most walks among all center fielders. 28 of them, thangs. One more than Mike Trout, who still ranks second, despite having been out that since May really 17th. Uh, and all the way on the weekend, we know Cedric Mullins had some home run action, and it was fun to see. He along with Kyle Schwarber, Shohei Otani, and Adam Duvall, combined for more home runs than the yeah. Diamondbacks have since May 23rd. Hey, but they won a game, they did. the Diamondbacks so now did. now the Orioles have something to strive for. You know? Correct. Back in the race. Right. Kind of. 
Um, and I guess I they've won the same number of games over the course of the last week and a half. We had discussed a fear, maybe, or a hope that it would not be anything that would be changing, but we mentioned how he was so good early in the year that, you know, hard to think he could get better. Well, he, he has, right? Cedric Mullins has somehow gotten some, in better some areas, in June yes. yeah. than he was hitting mm-hmm. in April and May. In mm-hmm. fact, since May 27th, he ranks fourth among all AL hitters in O. P.S. at 11.66. There are, as I bet I would imply, three hitters with an OPS ranking higher in that span. Can you name them? Minimum of 70 plate appearances. I know that will make a difference for you. Ah, oh, man, if you would have told yeah. me that to begin with. I mean, I, Vladimir Guerrero. No. The guy sucks, man. You can't. He's a loser. Tatis. No, not in the American League. Oh, you said Mar- I didn't hear American League. Maybe you should listen. I don't know that you said it. Oh, no, I did. And I'm not sure that's true. Funny thing about that is... I don't know that you did. I did. I don't know that you did. I don't trust that Jack was listening to confirm. No, he <laughs> certainly was not. There's <laughs> no chance that was the case. Uh, the American League, the American League, the American League. Yuck. All the guys I'm thinking of are in the National League. Well, yeah, you wouldn't want to name right, those. Right, because they're in the National Correct. League. Uh, Bogarts? No. Uh, Correa. Top dog, oh, twelve eighty-two okay. OPS since then. Jesus, not bad. Yeah, it's okay. How many more? Two. Yeah, he ranked fourth, so that would imply there would be yeah. two more. I yeah. don't remember. It's already blocked out of my mind. Oh, that's good. Devers. No, it's pretty good though. There are no Red Sox. Uh, is there another Astro? Nope. The hitters are in the AL Central and AL West, respectively. All right, we'll play this game again. Is it an Athletic? One of them is. Olsen. Indeed. 1172 for Matt Olsen. Still unheralded despite being pretty damn good. Is it a twin? It is. Cruz. No. Not sure I'm going to know. It's not. Well, Buxton was. Buxton. I lied. He's not a twin anymore. Okay, great. Still in the same division, though. Who used to play for the twins that's still in the AL Central? I'm not sure. Happy for him. You're happy for him. I am. Oh, it's John Scope. That's who it is. Jonathan yeah, Scope John is OPSing Scope. a whopping 1235. Yeah, yeah. Also, did you know he played first base now? I did not. I did not know that either. Well, I learned that when I filed fine. a column referencing that Jonathan Scope as a second baseman, and Pressbox editor Luke Jackson said, hey, funny thing about that is not a second baseman anymore. Well, he still could be a first, first baseman. But, yeah. He's doing quite well yeah, since he May was, 27th. He's doing, so we are he's, always pleased to see is, the former Oriole He is doing succeed. well, no doubt about that. All right, Tidbit was also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. Tubular brought to you by Window Nation. 50% off all styles of windows. All of them, all of them things, as Kyle would say. Plus, no payments, no interest, no money down, nothing for 24 months, no catch. 866-90Nation or windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. Here's what's coming up, totally tubular-wise. Mass and two for the Astros and Orioles tonight. Zach Greinke and Jorge Lopez, the pitching matchup. Masson's got Nationals Phillies at 7. MLB Network Reds Twins at 1. Dodgers Padres at 10. 10. Love that. 
YouTube Athletics Rangers at 8. NBCSN Canadiens Golden Knights Game 5 at 9. ESPN uh, Euro action this afternoon. Czech Republic and England. By the way, I went 4 for 4 on soccer bets yesterday and like an idiot did not parlay them. Good for you. Really stupid of me to not parlay my four soccer bets that were all correct. Well, it wouldn't have been stupid if you went three for four. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate that. Czech Republic and England today. Why are they not doing a soccer early today? Why is there no noon matches? That bothers me a great deal. Is it because of the the, the groupings? Like there's you don't want to have them know kind of who's advanced or if they're both playing for something. No, that, that's why they're playing. They play all the group games at the same time. So Czech Republic England's at three and Croatia Scotland's at three. One of them is on uh, Czech Republic England's on ESPN. Croatia Scotland is on ESPN two. Why is there not another group playing matches at noon? They did the same thing yesterday, didn't they? They had matches at noon yesterday. They yeah. had multiple groups playing. Okay. I, I, you know what? I regret asking you. I want to make that very clear. I regret asking you. You, you know, offered, they call it soccer. Yes, America. you offered nothing to this uh, the thought. The NBA draft lottery is tonight at eight thirty. Who knew? That's yeah, on ESPN. Like, like a little, you know, rigged rigged event. You sure. Know? Uh, who's game, gonna get it? Uh, I, 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 honest to God, I have no idea. I don't even know who's in the running, frankly. I, I don't. I, I could not possibly tell you. Who who are the worst teams? I normally assume I it's the think that the Rockets are hoping they're going to get it. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. They were very bad. I normally assume it's going to be the Knicks, but they were good this year, so it kind of screws with my thought process I here. I think the Rockets are Yeah, the, the Rockets chance, would yeah. seem like that. They were very bad, no doubt about it. Uh, but game two of the Western Conference Finals, Clippers and Suns at 9 o'clock. Still no Chris Paul for Phoenix. Of course, still no Kawhi Leonard for L.A. By the way, bad bit. I don't get the obsession with this is bad for the NBA. I, I don't understand that obsession. How is it bad that the teams yeah, that won the games are playing? It's just like okay, like would you prefer? Only care about stars. Okay, would you well, prefer for the stars. league to be rigged? Yeah. I mean, this is gen- when you're saying that. What you're saying is my preference would be that the games are rigged. It's such an idiotic thing to say. It's bad for the NBA. I mean, will the ratings probably not be quite as good as if it was LeBron James against the New York market? You're probably right. Why do you care? Yeah. Why, I mean, do you like the sport? Do you like basketball? Look, I'm going to be do bummed. You like parody. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be bummed if the Suns lose because they're my favorite team. But you know what I'm going to still watch? The, I'm still going to watch the NBA Finals. If it's the Clippers and the Bucks, I'll still watch the NBA Finals. I hope it's the backwards, Suns. You know, I hope it's the Suns. It's supposed to be the networks who care about this. It's such thing. a bizarre. Th- it's such a bizarre bit, dude. I will never understand it. Uh, uh, College World Series continues. ESPNU for Tennessee and Texas at two. They they're the two states that uh, alphabetically they they're they're next to each other. That's impressive. So if you work. sang, um, you're a journalist. If you sang that song at the fifty nifty United States, you'd uh you go to uh, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas. So got that. Uh, also Virginia, Mississippi State at seven on ESPN two. Monumental Network for the Mystics and Seattle Storm tonight at 10. USA Network for WWE NXT at 8. I happen to know that uh, AJ Francis and um, and uh, and his for, his tag team partner, who's also a former Maryland football player, Tahuti Miles, who's Ashanti Ashanti the Adonis, uh, they have a match tonight against EverRise on NXT. Love that. Non-sports highlights. Uh, Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel, 10 o'clock, talking about the Olympics, vaccinations and stuff. Also going to be talking about the um, former major leaguer who has started the fund for minor leaguers to oh, okay. you know right. leverage and get them this a little was bit more the, money. This was the account that... Tatis has yeah. the most high profile yeah. of his clients, yeah. but interesting. Uh, Seth Rogen's on Conan. I do think this is Conan's last week on TBS. Last night I know that uh, Bill Hader was... They were interrupted by Paul Rudd for Paul Rudd oh, to do his... Uh, I don't know if you knew this. Every time Paul Rudd would come on Conan for the past 20 years, he would introduce 
a clip for his new movie. Mm-hmm. And every single time, it would be a clip from an obscure 90s film named Mac and Me involving an alien like going down a cliff and like it's hilarious okay. hilariously bizarre and cheeky and that's I, I wish I was a Conan guy I, I, just, love Conan. I never I never have been uh chopped nine o'clock food network always fun Wanda Sykes is on Colbert I know you're a big fan nope Capital One College Bowl it's not sports it's a, but it's well, on NBC it it's is like a technically thing, it's right? Peyton Manning is hosting it I don't care it's a trivia thing so Peyton Manning's hosting it yes allegedly. Yeah, he Does is. Does that make a difference? Peyton and Cooper Manning are hosting it because I guess Good for Cooper. I <laughs> get your shine, you know. <laughs> nice, nice life to be that guy, right? Um, stuff and things. Uh, Tarantino's on Kimmel. If you care, check it all out. Was he, what's he promoting? Like, uh, feet. I mean, probably he loves them. <laughs> That's a weird bit. All right. Uh, thanks today to Grayson Rodriguez. Thanks also to um, Jonathan Mayo, as well as to Justin Hare, the head coach of Campbell, who had uh, Cedric Mullins. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, Irons and Fires. I love them. Stuff and Great things. band. Drew. Yeah, I guess we do do that on Wednesday, don't we? My week's all thrown off because I didn't come yesterday. Jeez. So. Big day tomorrow. Big day. Can't hey, miss any of he's that. A, he's a semi-pro Damn. golfer. That's great. Great call. All right. Thanks to uh, everybody at PressBox. All of our great sponsors. Oh, uh, you know what? I thank Jack at the end. Never mind. Thanks to all of our uh, great sponsors and partners, including the U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, K&S Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, so- Sports and Social MD, the BMW Championship, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at K. Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday evening. Go Birds. Go Suns. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.